What's going on, y'all? Matt Garland here, NMLS number 58700, better known as MG the Mortgage Guy. We are live, we are blessed. Thank God for another day. Welcome back to the channel. Make sure you guys like, comment, share, subscribe, and hit the bell for notifications because we go, we got new videos Monday through Friday. We try to be at 4 p.m., but sometimes it don't work out like that. <laughs> like today, it didn't work out for 4 p.m., but we're here now, and that's all that matters. All right? So, again, like, comment, share, subscribe, hit that bell, and make sure you guys go to mgbookstore.com, mgbookstore.com. Pick up the latest and greatest books that I have. New book coming out next month, too, so tap in. So that way you get the pre-sale of that. Got the Real Estate Investors Manifesto, House Hackonomics, and I'm also having a webinar this Wednesday, Thursday, a two-day webinar. I'm actually going to type it in the chat right now. If you go to mgbookstore.com, you can get tickets to it. If you're a real estate professional, this is a two-day webinar. We're talking about everything from monetization, social media, branding, working with investors both here in America and international or foreign investors. And um, yeah, it's two days, tons of information, probably around six, seven hours of content. So make sure you guys check the pin link right there or go to mgbookstore.com. If you are a real estate professional, loan officer, realtor, whatever the case may be. All right, so today's video, uh, we're talking about the differences between, we got Tooks Productions in the building as well. Um, and we're talking mm -hmm. about the difference between FHA and conventional and what's best in today's market. Yes. Yes. All right, Tooks. So what do you want to know? All right. So uh, I think it was Friday whenever we were on live last time. Um, somebody had asked, what is better, FHA or conventional? Um, we didn't have the time to talk about it too much. Mm -hmm. So um, you did mention that it depends on several different factors. But I'm assuming it depends on um, interest rates somehow or whatever is going on in the market based on whatever house you're trying to buy or whatever your situation is so can you kind of like explain why somebody would want to go with an fha loan over a conventional vice versa okay um for a first-time home buyer especially more importantly okay so um first toya green to answer your question you get the ebooks not the hardcover books when you get the the vip for the webinar all right um but why would someone go with conventional versus FHA? Well, there's many different reasons why. And depending on, unless we're going to speak from a primary residence perspective, right? right? Not investment property, because FHA, you can't do investment property. You could do owner occupied multifamilies. Okay. But FHA is predominantly geared towards low credit scores. That's why it really was put in the marketplace. And that's why a lot of people talk about FHA is because of low credit scores. Okay. You can go down. Technically, FHA, what people don't even realize, FHA minimum score is like 500. It's but, not a 580? But lenders have what's called overlays, which oh, okay. they'll say, okay, we want 580 minimum. There's some lenders out there that might do 560, but you got to put 10% down or more, right? Okay. And have lower debt to income ratio. But most lenders in general will be at like a 580 credit score. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Um, conventional, 620. So from a credit score perspective, you can you can potentially get approved for FHA mortgage with a lower credit score. 
And interest rate wise, if you are in that lower bucket, it won't be as bad as you think it would be. Right. Right. Um, Because the program is designed to help borrowers who have low credit scores, low down payments. Okay. Now, with conventional, if you have a 620, 640, 660, you might get, let's just say if the market rate today is 6.5% for a conventional mortgage. If you have a lower credit score, you're probably going to get a rate like in the sevens right now for okay. a conventional on a 30-year mortgage, like 7.5%. Because now, because conventional will penalize you more because you have that lower credit score. Whereas if you have a 620 with FHA, and let's just say the going rate for FHA is 6% today, for example, right, you might get a 6.5 or a 6.6. So you won't be a point, point and a half higher with FHA with the low credit score. Now, also with conventional versus FHA, when you buy multifamilies, that's really where you see the big difference. With multifamilies, with FHA, you can put down 3.5% across the board. For every single property that you're... Four-family, three-family, two-family, one-family, condo, minimum is 3.5%. Okay. With a conventional mortgage, single-family, you can put down as low as 3% if you qualify for one of those specialty programs that they have for first-time home buyers, or as low as 5%. But when you go to multifamilies, even if it's owner-occupied, that's when you're going to see a larger down payment requirement. It mm. could be 15% to 20% down payment. Right. And then to use the rental income to help you qualify with a conventional loan. If you don't have landlord experience, for the most part, you can't use that rental income to help you qualify with FHA. You can't. So how do they how do they check for like landlord experience? They have to see if you have, your taxes. have properties. Yeah. So that's yeah. with the conventional. So FHA, you don't even have to worry about that. Like they don't even look at your your portfolio, so to speak. It doesn't matter. OK, it's the program. The program is designed that way. Right. So. It'll be more advantageous for someone who's buying a multifamily that may not have the down payment to go conventional to go FHA. But if someone is buying a single family, and let's just say they have a 700 credit score, okay, but they still only want to put down 5%, they'll probably be better going with conventional in that matter because the PMI factor. See, FHA has, their PMI is called MIP, Mortgage Insurance Premium. And when you do an FHA loan, remember, if you put down less than 10%, that PMI is for the life of the loan. Okay. With conventional, if you put down 5%, that PMI is until you get 20% equity in the house. And then at that time, you can you can mm. request for your PMI to be removed. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So the PMI factor, you're not married to your PMI for the life of your loan with a conventional mortgage. With an FHA mortgage, you're married to that loan with the PMI. The only way out of it is to refinance out of that FHA loan to get rid of your PMI. With conventional, you can refinance as well to if the rates are advantageous yeah. for you to remove the PMI. But if you don't, let's just say market never goes down, and if you build equity, you're paying down your balance, things like that, you get 20% equity in there, you can call to have it requested to be removed. Right. So from that standpoint, like, again, if you got a 700 or higher credit score, you got the 5% down payment, your debt-to-income ratio is low, it might be more advantageous for you to go conventional than it would be FHA. So, it, again, it just really depends on the person and their profile. So, like, people always ask that question, what's better, FHA or conventional? I don't know. Yeah. Because it's on you. Right. What are, what's better, the better tool 
to help you achieve this goal of buying said property. So with the insurance, um, how much how much do you have to calculate or factor in for uh, FHA? I'm sorry, for a conventional? Say that again. Uh, PM, for PMI. For PMI. Yeah. So like, is there any way you can give like an example of like a uh, example? <laughs> like, let's say if you're buying a house for like 100K or something like that, you know, over the life of whatever. You want me to give you an example of what the PMI would cost? Well, what would make more sense in a situation like if you're buying a house with this and, you know. Ah, uh, shit, we should have had something on the screen so they can see it, though. Yeah, I think that would kind of help to see, like, what would make more sense if you're looking at, you know, whatever deal it is. Yeah, I mean, again, it's just all numbers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, like, if you're, look, PMI is not the devil, first things first. PMI is not the devil. It helped you get into a home when you didn't have 20% down. So, and I've had, I've, I say this all the time. It's just not the devil. Can you avoid it? Is there any way you can avoid that? PMI? Yeah, put yeah. 20% down. Or you can go to a program like, again, if you're doing a VA loan, there's no PMI. If you do a USDA loan, there's no PMI. Um, Navy Federal has a program. You can do uh, low down payments with no PMI, right? You can do what's called lender paid mortgage insurance. You ever heard of that? No, of course not. I haven't, I haven't heard that. Why would I hear that? I'm just saying. I, I just heard about it now, but no, I, I so haven't heard of it. So they have, it's called L, Linda Pay Mortgage Insurance, LPMI, right? LPMI, okay. LPMI, right? Linda Pay Mortgage Insurance. And that basically means that the lender is paying the mortgage insurance, right? So that way you, the borrower, don't have to pay monthly, but you're going to get a much higher rate because the lender ain't doing it for free. Yeah. So let's just say, again, in that same example, 6.5%, let's just say you got a 740 credit score, but if you wanted to go with the lender paid option, mm -hmm. your rate might be 7.5. It might be 7 and 3 quarters. So now you got to look at, does it make sense does for me to sense. have PMI or have the higher payment? Right. Or the higher rate, I should say. You can um, you can pay for your PMI with a, and this is only conventional loans you can do LPMI with. You can't do that with, with FHA. FHA. You can do an upfront PMI where you pay your PMI upfront at closing. That way you don't have a monthly, but that might cost mm. you 2% of your loan, 2.5% of your loan, right? You can, um, or you can get a seller's concession and use the seller's concession to buy out your PMI up front. Okay. That sounds, okay. So you can do that too, but, and I wouldn't do that. I would just use that seller's concession to buy down my rate. Right. You know what I'm saying? But there are ways to, quote unquote, try to avoid PMI. Like back in the day, we used to do like what was called 80-20 loans or 80-15. Uh, basically, that's the first and a second. You borrow one loan at 80% of the value and you borrow the second loan and get a second mortgage at 15%. Yeah. Right? And then you only put down five. So we would break the loan up so that way you wouldn't have to pay the PMI. 80-20s, 80-15s, those were very popular back in the day. Very popular. But again, you have two mortgages now. Now you got to even do that. You got to look at the blend. What is your payment looking like compared to breaking it up versus having a loan with PMI? What about, um, so you said for FHA, it's MIP? MIP, mortgage insurance premium. Is, there, is, it, is it like the same thing when you're trying to avoid paying that too or you have to no matter what? When it comes to FHA, say that again. Like MIP, do you have to pay that? Um, like if you have less than twenty percent down, or that's only for a so FHA, you're gonna have the MIP regardless. Regardless, okay. how much you put down, you can put down twenty percent. You're gonna have MIP for ten years. 
No matter. So matter if you put you down know. more than 10% on the FHA loan, you're going to have MIP for 10 years and year 11 it goes away. If you put down less than 10% on FHA, the, PM, the MIP is for the life of the loan. Got you. So if you even put down 50%, you're using FHA, you're going to have that mortgage insurance premium. And, how- and you're going to have an upfront mortgage insurance premium, which is basically a charge that, the, that FHA is charging you for even doing this loan. That's 1.75% of of the loan amount, but that gets financed into your loan. What is a um, percentage for um, insurance PMI on a conventional loan? P- so for for um, FHA, the MIP factor is 0.85 percent of the 0.85 loan. 0.85. For loan for loan. conventional, it varies on numerous different things: LTV, credit score, um, property type. So there's a few different things that can factor into what that PMI company will charge you. Now, there's multiple different PMI companies. So uh, from a lender standpoint, we put into our system and then we'll get four or five quotes for that borrower scenario of what the PMI would be. And it could be anywhere from a half a point of the loan amount to I've seen some as high as one and a half because it was just a low credit score, high LTV. It was very risky, so they're going to charge more. So you said you said one and a half mm-hmm. percent of the loan. Yeah, that's yeah. It could get expensive. That's pretty. That's no, pretty it could, it could, PMI can get expensive. There's no doubt about it. The higher the loan amount, the more it's going to cost you on a monthly basis to pay it. You know what I'm right. saying? But still, got to look at the numbers. Either you pay this monthly or put up twenty percent. Pick your poison. Right, right. So, do you think that is this something that normally um, a lot of first-time home buyers like? have the issue with is if they should do FHA or conventional or um, is it something that like, you know, because I feel like for me, I just have that in my head. FHA is the first time, you know, home buyer. Say I'm that again. Think about, I'm the, not going to think about the like, question. Is that something that like FHA versus conventional? Is this like always an issue? Well, not an issue, but like it's something that people who are trying to get into a house think about or is something that's always presented when they go to like a broker or a loan officer? Because like people want obviously the best, you want to keep their money the most. So I would assume FHA is the best option. But like you said the other day, depends on the factors. So people, people look at FHA like the devil itself. Really? Yeah. So the real estate world, if you're, if you're putting an offer on a house and a, a real estate broker or the sellers have to choose between the FHA and the conventional loan and the terms are kind of the same, they're going to go with the conventional loan probably faster than the FHA loan. Why, why is that? Because FHA has a negative connotation surrounding it that it's a little bit more difficult to get done. The appraisal requirements, because you can't have any health or safety issues, you can't have pill and paint, you can't, you got to have handrails and stuff like that. So sometimes some, if the sellers don't want to fix it and things of that nature, then the realtors know, like, this house won't oh, pass FHA. Right. So it could be more of a headache. Where conventional, you, could, you don't need none of that shit. It doesn't matter. And you also don't have to live in the house either, right? If you're, if doing, you're, if you're structuring it as an investment property, correct. If you're structuring it as an investment property? Yeah, so conventional, you can do two types of structures, right? Three, primary residence, second home, or vacation home, investment property. Okay. So when you come to me, and this is why you got to be intentional. I didn't even know that. When you're talking to a loan officer, that's why I was telling you, watch watch your language. Words are important. Right. Right? So if you go to the people and say, hey, banker. I want to buy this investment property and put 5% down. They're going to look at you like you nuts. Like, no. <laughs> but if you say, hey, I'm looking to buy a multifamily, which I plan on occupying one of the units, it's a different conversation. Mm. Words are important. You know what I'm saying? 
So yeah, you can do that all day long. Would that be like an Airbnb situation, like a second home? So if you're doing a second home, you can buy as a Airbnb, uh, second home, use it as an Airbnb because you're not obligated to live in that house because it's a second home. Well, now what happens if you say it's your, you're going to live in it and you don't, if you're doing a conventional kind of situation, like if it's... Is it a house you're going to live in? Um, no. You said if you say you're going to live in, but you don't. Well, out of the three options you said... In terms of what kind of what like if you so if you're not going to live in a house, it's an investment property. Okay, so it's an investment property if you're not going to live. Or in it, of course. or okay. it could be a second home. So you're in New York, you want to go buy something in Florida. I'm not going to live there. I want to go buy this condo. Now mind you, with second homes, you can only do single families and condos. You can't do multifamilies with a second home. Oh. And the minimum down payment is second is ten percent for a second home. So when you're doing a second home structure, if I want to buy a condo. And Brickle, you know we love Brickle, right? Yeah. As much as we go to Miami. I'll do it as a second home. I'll put 10% down. And when I'm not there, I'm just going to Airbnb it. And then when I'm there, I'm going to be in my condo. No, that's that's legal, right? Yeah, that's legal. It's a second home. It's a vacation home. Okay. I'm talking about for a I could buy a second. I could. Yeah. Okay. I just want to F- make sure. FHA is only one structure. Primary residence. Right, 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 right. Nothing else is allowed. Yeah. No, but right? I'm saying because there's, so there's no way to like be illegal with that kind of situation. Nah, that's perfectly with the conventional. Fine. Yeah, because, okay. again, it's when you're filling out a loan application, right, for a mortgage, a 1003. A 1003 is a loan application, right? You're filling that out. You're signing that everything you're doing in here is legit. You're not trying to commit fraud. Yeah. So if you say primary residence and your whole application says primary residence, but you know you're trying to hack the system, you right. can go to jail. Okay. It's yeah. called fraud. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But yeah. if I go in here in this application and I say, yo, I'm buying this house in Miami, second home. But you know what? I'm going to buy another one in Cali, too. Second home. I travel all of these places. They're my second homes. Yeah. They're my vacation homes. So I can buy one in Cali. I can buy one in Miami and treat it as a second home 10% down and won't have no issues. So uh, is there anything that has to be done differently now because of because if it's a second home, um, does anything change in terms of insurance or PMI or anything like that? Because no, PMI, PMI or conventional, because, again, you'll get hit a little bit more because it's a, because it's a, a second, second home. home right? right. So it might be slightly a little bit more expensive than a primary interest rate wise. The second home interest rate will be on par with the primary Maybe an eighth of a coin. So if you got the 740 score, 10% down, primary residence, maybe six and a half today. Yeah. Second home might be 6.75. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So it's not it's not being treated like an investment property. With an investment property, that shit would probably be almost 8%. But that's what I was, kinda at, I was trying to ask before. Like, let's say you want to get the best interest rate on a conventional loan, and you're doing what, like, can you, I guess it's still kind of like the same thing then technically because you want to get the best rate right so investment property is going to you're going to have more interest rate on that right i'm assuming absolutely so you have a much you're going to have a much higher interest rate on investment property so why wouldn't you go with another option in terms of like maybe saying it's your second home then instead of saying it's investment because most people are not buying you can't buy a multifamily as a Uh, second home so if i'm buying a multifamily It's either a primary or investment. It's no in between. There's no gray. Got you. It's no gray. It's primary investment. Period. Gotcha. 
Okay. Makes sense. You buying a single family or a condo, it could be primary, second home, or investment. What is your intent? What if you're like renting out the basement? Then you can, is that like, you could do that, right? We don't need to know that. Now, this is, I don't know if this is on topic or not, but like, let's say if you're renting out the basement and you're using that money to kind of pay your mortgage or whatever it is, is that technically considered income? Can you use that? No, it's a basement. It's illegal. Okay. So your basement is an illegal um, apartment, right? It's weird in New York. This is what they, this is every basement in Queens probably is rented <laughs> out. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like but it is what it is. But the, from a banking perspective, we're not going to use that rental income that you're getting from your basement to help you qualify. No. Now, okay. now, if you buy a single family that has an ADU, accessory dwelling unit. What is, what is considered an ADU? Like an ADU uh, is an accessory dwelling unit. It can be, typically an ADU is a, de- is a structure on your property detached from the main house. A garage, you know, and it's usually around 700 to 1200 square feet in size. And you use that accessory dwelling unit and like in New York, we call them like mother daughters, right? You ever heard of a, the term mother daughter house? Don't really know that. So it's basically like a mother daughter house. It's like a, a, it's like you have the main portion was for the family and the mother in law, or you know what I mean, has their own section of the house too, their own oh, kitchen okay. and everything right, right, like right. that too, right? Those can be legal ADUs as well, right? So you have this ADU now. Conventional will allow you to use the ADU income if you're filing on your taxes as rental income to help you qualify for that ADU. You even have like Fannie Mae home style loans, which is a rehab loan, the conventional rehab loan, where you can get the rehab money to help you build out your ADU. Yeah, I was going to say, like, how, like if you maybe we out, need to do a video on Homestyle because we did 203K. Maybe we need to do one on Fannie Mae Homestyle because that's a conventional 203K and you can do investment properties with that one too. Yeah, we should definitely. I mean, that we probably maybe I'll do. talk about that in the webinar this weekend. This uh, this on Wednesday. Yeah, I think I'm gonna talk about that in the <laughs> webinar. <laughs> Let me talk to my realtors about that on the webinar. Um, okay. Shout so, out to Brandon, Brandon with the super chat. Appreciate you. Um. So. So with the uh, with the income from so you can't use that as income, right? So what? So you, when it comes to basements, like there's no way that's you can make it legal to have people living in there or it's just always going to be you got to go basement. through whatever town that you live in to get your 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 thing permitted and everything for it okay so yeah there's a process that you can try to legalize stuff but you know most people ain't trying to do that they're just trying to rent out the basement to make some money but well i'm, I'm thinking about it like all right well what if i just want to have that as income so i can you know what i'm saying do whatever you want so it is possible okay just don't get caught with a bad tenant. Yeah. How are you going to kick them out? Yeah, but then that's the same situation if you have any other property, no? Yeah, but at least you have a... Now you... Now, all right. So there's professional tenants in this world. Okay. Right? If they know your basement is illegal, now they can create a living hell for your life. Oh, uh, yeah. 
They can call 311, in New, like in New York, 311, and then now they can call and complain. Like, yo, I'm living in this basement. It's cold. This guy ain't fixing the heat. Blah, 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 blah. And now you got the town all in your business. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. You don't want that. Definitely don't want that headache. For sure. It's a lot <laughs> of headache. I mean, that could happen with a... T- now, it's... That happens now. You got a whole nother other can of worms because you probably yeah. got you didn't get nothing permitted. You got legal bathrooms down here. You got stoves in, <laughs> in your joint. You know what I mean? <laughs> Gas running through it. Like what's going on here? Ish happens, bro. Ish happens. So you just got to be mindful of that thing. So yeah, but people do rent out their basements. I know people who buy single family homes and live in the basement and just rent out the house part. Right. That's another way of house hacking too. So if you mm. if you're someone who's single, right. And you don't need all of this space, and you buy a single family, why not Airbnb it? Why not rent it out, and you just go live in your basement? I know plenty of people who've done that, and that helped them create their wealth. Shit, Doug Depp, um, shout out to Doug, he tells this story all the time. He lived in his first house. He was living in the garage and renting out all the rooms. He made the garage (laughs) like his bedroom. I mean, you could have a dope setup in the garage, though. Nah, 100%. 400 square feet is a big... If you got a two-car garage or something like that, it's like 400-plus square feet for the most part. Yeah. Think about it, That's a huge master bedroom. Nah, that's, that's, that's a fact. Okay. So, I mean, I think that pretty much answers the question. I mean, I'm sure there's other factors, right? But that seems pretty, like, solid, solid information. Um, I've been seeing some of the comments too, as we were going along, I wish I would have asked them to you before, but, um, I guess I can ask you now. Yeah, go ahead. Um, how long long have we been on this for? 25 minutes. Yeah. We ain't got enough likes y'all. We need y'all to go like this video, man. Make sure y'all like this video and make sure y'all click the link. Click the link. We got the webinar on Wednesday and Thursday, two day webinar. Go to mgbookstore.com. Get your tickets now. So somebody asked if you if you inherit property, can you FHA? It's inherited property. Why would you need a loan if you inherited it? Not sure. Are you trying to refinance out of it? You know what I'm saying? So if I if someone if I inherit property from a family member, right? It's either free and clear or it or or it already has debt already on it. Right. So if it already has debt on it. Shit, the bank ain't going to care as long as they're getting paid for the most part. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just the ownership structure will change. Now, some banks might, might say, hey, you got to refinance out of it and put in your name. Then that's when you have to decide what program will be best for you. But for the most part, if it's a free and clear and have it at home, unless you're just trying to pull money out of it so you can rehab it or whatever the case may be, it's the same philosophy. You just got to see which loan product is best for you. If it's a primary and you have low credit, high DTI, maybe FHA. If it's not... If it's not a primary, or even if it's a primary, you got high credit, low DTI, might be more advantageous to go conventional. If it's going to be an investment property, conventional. You know what I'm saying? And you figure it out from there. Ball's in your court. The ball is in your court, ladies and gentlemen. The ball is in your court. Make sure y'all like this video. We need more likes. So somebody asked, now, if you're a first-time home buyer and have a credit score in the 790s and want to purchase a two-family dwelling, which loan will better serve you? What is a two-family dwell? Two-family dwelling. A, a two-family, a duplex. But, but what is dwelling like? What is that? Dwelling is the that. house. Oh, okay. Yeah. I never. I hear that. I've I've seen that a lot. I'm like, what is that even? Yeah. It's just it's just a house. It's just a building. 
So why can't you just say two family house? Because some people like to use technical terms. That's all. Uh, it's not. Don't read too much into it. It's not okay. that important. Yeah. The word dwelling don't mean nothing. <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? Yeah, like, yeah, okay. nah. It don't dwelling. It means nothing. It's a two family. It's a three family. Some people say in New York. We say two families. Other places say duplex. We say three families. They say tries. We say four family. They say quads. You know what I'm saying? Mm. It's all the same shit. At uh, the end of the day. Okay. Now, what was their question? Uh, which one would better serve you? If they want to buy. A duplex. They have a score in the seven nineties and want to and want to purchase it. Down payment, families. down payment DTI. If you want to purchase it as a primary residence, and you got the twenty percent for conventional, go conventional, right? Me personally, I'm OPM. I'm a, I'm gonna go FHA, especially if it's gonna be my primary because I don't want to put down twenty percent. I'll just pay the PMI and I'll take that other fifteen, sixteen, seventeen percent that I'm saving, and I'll use that to go run another play and go buy another property. Have you done a conventional loan? For myself? Yes. All my loans are conventional. I don't want to get... Well, so. besides... So all my loans are conventional or in LLCs. So you don't really have too many FHA loans then? I have no FHA loans. Have you used an FHA loan to refinance out of it? N no. I don't need to. Oh, so you don't, so you don't... You just do conventional. Yeah. It sounds like it's more of like a, a people with money kind of situation. If you got your if you got your credit high and all this stuff and like. So when I brought my first house, we didn't need FA. I remember I'm I'm old, bro. <laughs> I've, been, I've been doing this for twenty years, bro. Like when I brought my first house, like it was no house hackonomics. You could go get five loans today from five different banks. I was uh, in the wild cowboy days. Yeah, I, you get a post, you get a loan. Yeah. So FHA was around. Full dot conventional loans were around, but I'm doing stated income. I'm not going through all that paperwork when I could just do a no income loan, a no doc, a no ratio, a negative amortization. I did all types of loans for myself, right? But now when you're in this world, I buy real estate, I'm doing either conventional or it's in the LLC name. And so the mortgages that's in my personal name, yeah, all of them are all conventional, all with low interest rates. With low interest rates? Yeah. All of my rates, except for one, is below 3%. And the one of the investment properties that's in my personal name, I think that one is 4? 3.75? I don't remember. One of them. Oh, so you just chilling. Did yeah. you take advantage during COVID? 100%. Oh, okay. That's what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I brought Garland and Gardens in, in, yeah. in during COVID. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I, that's... a. What I pay for the house? Nine hundred thousand. Yeah. I'm not a fool. I saw. Okay, that's my dream area. I've manifested that house and being in that area. Yeah. So when the rates were dipping, what they was, I said, "Oh shit, I can go borrow a million dollars for cheap." So I found something. Nine hundred k, and I put down ten percent. I have PMI on that house. And and equity, I'm assuming a lot a lot more than a couple hundred thousand. Yeah. And when it's done, it's going to be a couple more hundred thousand. And then I'm going to call them up and say, hey, guys, <laughs> time to remove my PMI of $600 a month. So now this is your dream home, right? So like, no, it's not, not my dream, it's not your dream home, but it's like, you know, it's my it was my dream area because coming from Queens and when I used to go out there, my man, Papa, shout out to Big Papa. How I learned how to drive. I'll tell you story time, ladies and gentlemen. Please get you. <laughs> Please. Oh this is story time. We're going to tell a little story. So you have a little understanding of MG. So my man Papa, Big Papa, right? 
Shout out to Papa. Love you, bro. We used to, he used to go out there all the time. He had a little joint out there. So I probably was like 16 at this time. So he used to make me go with him because he, he's fucking lazy sometimes. He just don't want to drive. So how I learned how to drive, ladies and gentlemen. He used to drive, be behind the driver's wheel, but I would be in the shotgun holding the wheel on the highway. That's sounds Switching, very. Switch in the Sentra. <laughs> at that. Oh, okay. I'm talking about this is 1994, bro. Oh, yeah, this is 94. Okay. 94, 95. Yeah. Yeah, this is like 94. So we used to drive, even my man Dap, Pastor Phil, I should say, right? Same thing. <laughs> so he used to be in the back seat, or we switched turns, and we'd be in the car like this. And that's how I got my, that's why my wheel game is so nice now. Is because I can drive with left or the right because when I first started learning how to drive, I was in the shotgun seat like this, holding the wheel, switching lanes. That's how Papa taught us how to be nice on the wheel. So we used to go out there, and for me, just seeing all the trees and everything like that, you coming from the hood, you're going like, hey, what the fuck? And you see all these big houses, it's like, <laughs> what is this place? Where are we, number one? Yeah. Is this still New York? And how is this New York? And I've never even heard of this before. You know the area. Like, yeah, you yeah. go over there, it's like it's crazy. So in my mind, I always manifested that. And even when, I can remember it was 10 years ago, I used to take my kids out there when we used to open houses. And I would go out there, take them to open houses with me, and I'm like, yo, we're going to have one of these one day. And they used to get so mad at me. Like, we got to go to another one out there. We ain't got, dad, we don't want to go. I'm like, no, I'm telling you, we're going to go out there and we're going to get this thing one day. I'm telling you, I'm going to get something out here like this. And now I have it. So when that opportunity, I saw that opportunity, I said, oh, money is so cheap. I got to go get this now. Yeah. I got to do it. And I found Garland Gardens. Although she's a pain in my ass right now. I haven't even lived in that shit. But it was like, all right, I'm doing this. And the money is cheap. It's a no-brainer. And I put 10% down. I could have put down 20, but why? I need that money to fix it. Can you can you do now? Can you do like a, a loan to fix it? Yeah, but even on a house like that, because you, you were doing. Things I could have like, did a construction loan at the time. I could have done. I can probably do a HELOC right now, right? But with the I'm, equity that you have. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm as everything's out of my pocket, which I'm normally against. I'm normally against it. And hindsight, 2020. What I know now, if I knew then, I probably would have just did everything in a loan, right? Because mm. the money was still cheap, even if I did the loan. But the problem that I had is that I didn't really know what I wanted to do with the house, and I didn't want to be behind the eight ball with the with the loans, because mm. you only have a certain period of time to do your your work. Oh, and I, I see. and, and okay. I didn't really know that I want to make the mansion, that I wanted to keep it the, the one story how I'm doing it right now, just blow it out more. And I went back and forth, and because of my home home life situation too, it's like, you know, you know that, right? So, I was going through a lot of back and forth. So I was like, you know, what? I don't really know, and I really don't want to rush this because the mansion was going to be my dream house. So I wanted to take my time. I wanted to hire a designer. I wanted to like really like like you see the renderings and shit like that. So I really wanted to like take my time and not rush it. So I made the decision, it's just, you know, I'm gonna pay for this out of pocket. And another reason why, I didn't really wanna have a $1.3, $1.4 million loan 
yeah. bother. I didn't want to have a $12,000 payment at the same time. Yes. Mon- monthly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I mean, I still pay a lot now. <laughs> yeah, but 12 bands a month, that's insane. Yeah, I mean, because the taxes over there, the taxes are ridiculous. And that's only on a one point something, one point three million. It's the taxes, bro. Like, so again, no, I'm saying twelve thousand after it was completed. Oh, right. So if I'd have took out the construction loan, honestly, it would have been like closer to two million, because I would have need like a million dollars, one point three million to be exact, to build the mansion. So you're paying your loan and the taxes on top of that. No, so you paying. So if I borrow, sorry, the construction loan, you get, you got the acquisition money. Right, which is the nine hundred K, which is right. the buy the house. And then if I'm doing a construction loan on top of it, if the construction cost was one point three million, let's just say. Okay. Now it's one point three plus nine hundred. So that's damn that two point two million. Right. Then my down payment and everything would be based off that two point two million, not the nine hundred. So then I would have had to put down like five, six hundred thousand. And then now I'm still borrowing like one eight some shit like that and when the house is done my taxes are going to go even higher my taxes is like 28,000 right now as is 28k yes oh man it's overwhelming I'm just trying to get into I'm just trying to get my first crib <laughs> but if I did the mansion crib. the taxes went to like 40 something and it's funny because people in that area pay that all the time all the time and it's normal it's, it's, like, it, it's actually pretty normal over there. It's not normal. Like, hold on. <laughs> no. oh, they just hold chilling on. though. It's like, yo, yeah, what's but going you gotta on? you gotta say that. A I didn't certain mean normal. Way. Well, I mean, I, I'm not living in a house like that nowhere near. So I know, like, but yeah. the audience, you gotta like put it into perspective. Like, oh, well, I'm just saying, like for them, it's probably for like, Long Island. That's normal. Yeah, like we gotta put it into perspective because some people around, if you hear these numbers, you're like, what the hell? But this is Long Island, New York. We're talking about. Yeah, in a very prestigious prestigious neighborhood. You know what I'm saying? So it's going to be more expensive than a, tr- a regular house in a different area. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got regular houses and fucking regular neighborhoods in New York, in Long Island. That's yeah. 20000 yeah, 18000 yeah. a year. So imagine this area. You know what I mean? So that's another reason. I say, you know what? If I'm going to spend on a down payment closing cost, 600000 650 I might as well keep my debt low. Like, right now in the house, I think I owe like 700 and some change on it. You owe seven hundred right now. Yeah, that's after your that's after your down payment and everything. Yeah, I only that's put not bad though. I man. only put ninety thousand down, ten percent. So I borrowed eight ten when I okay. first when I first closed, but it's I've had it for next month will be two years. I had that house, bro. So I've been paying it down for two years. So, Jordana got her crib for the same price you 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 did. Pretty much somewhere in that same. No, she. I think she paid like seven, but hers is worth like nine something now. Yours isn't worth nine. No, mine's worth a lot more than mine's worth over a million. <laughs> this guy. Damn, <laughs> this guy. You see these questions he's asking me today, yo? Yo, what you trying to do to me on here, bro? Nah, <laughs> like just, come on, just, man. Nah, I'm trying to get the numbers in my head. That's all. Like that. That's crazy. Yeah, it's over. Right now, it's over a million dollars. And you only put down ninety thousand. That's what I'm trying to tell you. OPM, brother. 90 k is I, not. Like you I, could people could definitely. Save I spent that up. with down payment and closing costs probably a hundred and ten, hundred and fifteen thousand with down payment and closing costs, and that house has like three hundred in equity right now. I'm not talking about from what I owe to what it's worth right now. I'm talking yeah. about for what I paid for it. Right. To what it's worth currently, as is. 
in, no, the, I know. in the current state yeah. of a piece of shit. Before it's even like finalized and done and everything, right? Once it's done, you might as well add another. <laughs> <laughs> and then now, so my thought process behind this, and the whole reason for this conversation is to show you PMI is not the devil. Yeah, yeah. Right? My PMI payment, matter of fact, I'll tell you right now. Who's got this mortgage? That's crazy. So 90K for, for that crib. And then, well, then you got to think about like, all right, let's see. If, even if I had 90K, I still got to make that money every month. Let me see. Like in order to be able to pay. How much is my PMI? Whatever, you, whatever you're paying every single month. It's probably like six bands. Six bands a month. Well, for my mortgage? I'm saying probably. It's probably somewhere around that, no? Yeah, my mortgage is more than that. Yeah, nah. See, all that's right, crazy. So look. But if you're making it, then more power to you. All right, so you can't see this. Is my address on here anywhere? No, nah, just you don't have to show. You could just say. So, but, but, <laughs> yeah. hold on. You you can see it though. Yeah. You see you see the equity the number. The green or the green. That's that's equity. Yes. Okay. So <laughs> that out. What's up? What you doing? What we gotta do right so, now? So all right. So that's that. <laughs> all right. About to go to, 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 to the club tonight. No, I've done enough of that. <laughs> I'm done. All right, I'm trying to tell you what the hell is the PMI. Because I'm, I'm trying to make a point here. All right, escrow. And you said you put down 10%, right? Yeah. On a conven It's a conventional? Conventional. Okay. Uh, what, where, why can't I see my PMI? It's, oh, statements. This is a single family, correct? Correct. Yes, single family. It is a single family. Let me see. So my PMI... Fucking taxes. Oh my God. Where's the PMI? Lender pay. Da, 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 da. All right, hold on. Where's the breakdown? All right, so my PMI right now is $586 a month. Five, $586. $586.95 is my PMI. Is that even like a lot of money though, considering what you're paying, anyways? No, so look, let's do the math. This is what I'm trying to tell you, right? So you got 586, 586, to, I had it for two years. Okay. So that's 24 months. So that's $14,064 that I've paid in PMI over the past two years since I owned this house. Right? Now, I paid 900 for this house. If I were to put down 20%, that's $180,000 I would have had to come out of my pocket plus closing costs. So I would have spent another 25000 on closing. So you okay. understand where I'm going with this? Why yeah, I say yeah. PMI is not the devil, ladies and gentlemen? I'm using my own thing as an example here. Right. So if the PMI is only 586 for 24 months, that's only $14,000. So I decided to do 10% down, 90000 right? So even if you add that two years I've been paying PMI, 14000 mm -hmm. the 90000 down payment, the closing cost, call it 25000 That's $129,000 that I spent with the PMI, the down payment, the closing costs, versus me doing 20% down, that's 180000 plus 25000 that's two hundred and five. So take away 129000 yeah, the difference between the two? So that's $76,000 that I got to keep in my pocket. And plus PMI is tax deductible. Yeah, and I, okay. <laughs> so why do I care about the PMI? Right. If I can afford it. Why would I go out here and put 20% down when I don't need to? Because 
Right now, the house already has enough equity, way more than 20% equity in the home for me to remove the PMI. Right. But I'm not going to do any of that until the house is completed. And then now I call and I have a much higher valuation compared to what I owe. And now I get that PMI removed and I now and I still have a gang of equity in my house. So now what my play might be, might be, is if I really want to, after I do everything's finished, I might do a line of credit and probably pull out eight, nine hundred thousand and have that money sitting on the sideline for opportunities that might or might not come. Who knows? So now my only question with this is like isn't it, don't people just put down more money to, to avoid having to pay or have more debt? Because yeah. that's like the biggest thing is like people want to put down as much money as possible. And, and I guess in rare cases to kind of just have less less debt, you know? Or it's well, like that's a, why I didn't do a construction loan. Because if I would have did the construction loan, right? Again, I would have needed at least a million dollars. I paid nine, that's 1.9. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So if I would have did that, Let's just call it $2 million even. And now I got to put down 20% plus closing. So now that's 400000 So now I'm borrowing one six. So now with a one six payment, a one six debt, right? P- plus these taxes going to go. And that's if I did the mansion. I do the mansion. My taxes go up to $4,000, $40,000, right. $45,000, right? The principal interest payment. Now I'm sitting here talking about eleven, twelve thousand dollars a month. Even with a dirt cheap rate, I'm still talking eleven, twelve thousand dollars a month. So for me, I said, what am I more comfortable with? For me, again, don't be house rich and cash poor. Rule number one, I always say this. I have to live by that same example. Right. What do I feel comfortable with? I feel comfortable with I pay sixty four hundred dollars a month for this for this house. Okay. Right? I like sixty four hundred versus twelve thousand any day of the week. Cause yeah, it, I mean, I I would too. But because if yeah. shit hits the fan, I know I could come up with sixty four hundred dollars every how, single month. For how long is this loan for? This is a thirty year mortgage. So it would have been thirty years either way, whether you're paying either way. Right. Yeah. So I mean, but I'm not going to stay in this loan for thirty years. Well, I'm saying, but like, who would want to pay twelve thousand versus this? this but 6, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. So it it saves me six thousand dollars a month. It, it makes me more comfortable, right? Now, am I happy with the amount of money I'm spending out of my pocket right now? No. Because the house isn't done, right? So of It's course, only because the yeah. house ain't done and I've been going through the motions and the struggle with it. But I know I'm almost there. So I just got to be patient for this year. Let me run my plays. Let me do everything I'm doing. Before I know it, it'll be Christmas. Yeah. And then I'll be in my house. And then all of that will be well worth it. And I know whatever money I put into it, I can get it all back out dollar for dollar. Know why? Rule number two, always have an exit. I have an exit, right? which is the refinance, the home equity. I won't refinance it. I'll do a home equity line of credit because I know my house is going to be worth a lot more than what it is today. And that line of credit, you have that money just sitting there? Or so I'll to... take the line of credit out. It'll be a second mortgage, a home equity line of credit. And now I'll have the monies that I basically put in the house. I'll have it all right back. But it's a line. Well, it's a, it's line, a line of credit. credit. So now, if I use it, I have a payment, obviously, right? Based on however much you're, however much I use, right? But if I, I'm gonna use that bad boy to now, either I'm gonna say I'm gonna keep this on the sidelines, 
or I'm going to deploy this capital into something that now is going to pay for this whole entire house. But you say sidelines, though. Don't you have to use it within a certain time? No. No? No. You got 10 years to, to draw from it. So if I pull out 800000 I can now have this 800000 as line of credit sitting. It's basically money in the bank, basically. And you can use that for whatever you want. Yeah, I could go fucking buy a Ferrari. <laughs> With equity from a crib? <laughs> yeah. People do, do people do this? Yeah. Yo, that's crazy. I go buy a Ferrari. I thought it was just for the house only. Like, no. you have to put the money back into the crib. Like No, I can go buy a fucking Phantom if I wanted. I could go to Dubai for a month. <laughs> like, wow. I could do whatever I want. So, is there anything? But then you still got to, you still got it. You got to make a payment on it. It's a debt yeah, yeah, still. Yeah. It's yeah. still debt. Let's not right. get it twisted. Are the rates high for what you got to pay back? Yeah, it's going to be because the market's higher right now. So, it's going to be a higher interest rate. That's yeah. why I said I'm going to sit, I'm going to just do the line of credit so I have the money back. That way, now, if I need the money for a play, I don't, I'm basically just reusing the money that I already just spent. Right. So I just recycled my own money. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Damn, now, that's dope. Well, it's called strategy. Yeah, but I feel like you have to have a business plan in place. So you can't just be like running Well, you can't be out here like a fucking chicken with your head cut off <laughs> just trying to be out here and just go like, hey, I'm going to go buy some real estate and no, do that's shit. that's dangerous, dangerous. But this dangerous. What, what do I always talk about, though? I always <laughs> yeah. say, yo... If you don't know what the hell you're doing, you need to sit here and educate yourself and learn what the hell you got to do. Yeah. Rule number one, don't be house rich and cash poor. Rule number two, have an exit strategy. Right. I just gave y'all a real life example. I don't even know how we got on this topic, by the way. Uh, somebody asked me ask a question about something about... Um, a PMI, PMI yeah. yeah. But this is what it's all about. You know what I'm saying? Like So now I take this money, I get 800K in my hand. Now I can go out here... I can go buy a building. Like, what, a, what I'm probably going to wind up doing is, is go buy probably a, a 50 or 100 unit building yeah. and, and get enough cash flow out of that net cash flow to pay for my, my house in the That's, line of credit. Yeah, that'd be a smart thing to do so you don't have to worry about the house. Price. I don't have to worry about nothing. Yeah. And then I'm going to buy that smart and I'm going to refi that shit out and get my money back out that I put back in. And now I'm just playing with the same money over and over and over and over again. Yeah. So in all honesty, that's probably, that's why I said, I'm going to sit it on the sideline and wait for an opportunity that might or might not come. But right. something will come across my desk by this time next year when I'll have that $800,000 just sitting right. on the sidelines and there will be a big enough deal to where now Garland Gardens will be free for me. That's the play. I have to watch this back. Somebody's saying so. House so. hackonomics, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> house hackonomics. There's many ways to house hack and got, build got, wealth for real estate. I got to read the book. Got to read the book. I haven't read it yet. But uh, somebody's saying so. Will is saying something isn't right about your house deal, right? What? Um, Will is saying something isn't right about your your house um, situation. You like your loan, how you have it set up. Uh, if you put 120 on a house, you should not pay PMR. Um, oh wait, maybe that was, yeah, somebody said that's way too much money for a single family. I'd rather buy a two or three family. This is the same, uh, same person. And he also asked if we have a call in. We don't, don't have a, we don't have I, a call I, in I number yet. For, let um, me answer this question first of all. I don't care what y'all would do. <laughs> like, first of all, let me explain something to you. I am established. Okay. I am 20 years in this business. I've, I have multifamilies. I'm going to buy, you can go out and buy on whatever you want to buy with your money. 
I'm going to buy whatever the hell I want. And that's why you asked me if this is my dream house. No, because I think my dream house is I'm, I need to spend like five billion on it. That yeah, might happen. Of, that's a lot, yeah. Yeah, but that's my when you say my dream house, like yeah. yeah. But everybody got to play at their own level. Something. What I'm trying to understand is what they're saying. So something you should not be paying PMI if you put 120k a month. They don't know what they're talking about. They just they're in the back of the class right now. What are they talking about? I don't know. I'm trying to understand for learn so I can learn for myself why you know like. But that's this. You got to be careful with the comments though, because some people just be sitting there talking. They don't know oh, what okay. they're talking about. Like, I don't know. How you going to? Uh, it's simple math. It don't matter the dollar amount you put. Right. It's the percentage. So if you buy a house, you put ten percent down, you go conventional, you're gonna have PMI. Simple. Unless unless you put twenty percent down. Unless you, you put down twenty percent. I gave the example. Right. Why would I put $180,000 down when I could have put half of that down because I know what my play was. I didn't buy that house to keep it as is. Right. I know the comps in the area. I know the area extremely well. I know what's selling over there. And I know the two plans that I wanted to design for the house, what they would be potentially worth. Obviously, the mansion would have been double the numbers we're talking about. Yeah. So it would have been a bigger play for me. But did I want to take that risk? Sometimes, again, I tell y'all this all the time. Don't bite off more than you can chew. Mm -hmm. I've been dead broke before. I know how it feels. I know how it feels to wake up fucked up. Pockets broke as hell. Another loan to sell. <laughs> like, I know how it feels. So I'm not going to put myself in a position to where I'm going to stress myself out. <laughs> so, no, I didn't want to take on uh, almost $2 million debt for a single family house that I'm gonna live in. Yeah. I said to myself, what would be the most advantageous for me and my current lifestyle, how I live? This house is gonna be 7,500 square feet as is. I didn't. I don't need 11,000 and change square foot house for just me. Yeah. I'm single. My kids are getting older. Baby boss gonna come over whenever she feel, Brooke and Chris gonna come over whenever they feel, but Brooke about to go to college. And then Chris is right behind her soon. You know what I'm saying? Then it's only going to be baby boss. Unless I have more children in the future, for me, I say I don't really need 11,575 square feet house on Garland Gardens. I'll just make it 7,500 square feet. I think that's big enough. That's huge. That's so a lot of space. Yeah. You see how big this house is? As is right now, this shit is yeah, 6,000 square lot, feet. A lot, of, I, a lot of land. This shit is humongous. Like, even that house, how it is now, it's like, yo, this house is big. Like, what am I doing? I technically didn't even need to do all the shit that I'm doing right now. Because I said, yo, I've never even lived in a house this big before. And I'm over here adding more to it. <laughs> <laughs> On an acre? I'm yeah, bugging. You might be a different person when this house is done. You might be. No, nah, I, I, I might. And, and here's another exit. I can probably flip this if I wanted to. Flip this house? Yeah. And nothing off that. limits. Sell it. And you still have. It's going to be so sexy. If I put this thing on the market, just say, let me see what the, what the market wants to give me for this. Mm -hmm. Somebody come with the right number. That shit can go. And I'll but get all my money. Based on the other homes in the area? Yeah. What, what are the other homes in the area right now? Like one. One, one something, something and higher. Okay. Mid, so mid ones and halves and twos and threes. Yeah. So, okay. So you're, you're set either way. So you didn't go into this deal just emotional. No. 
Yes. I'm, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> Yo, fuck you, Tooks. Yo, don't get on my no, bad side today, bro. Look, you still got, you still got, you still got equity. You got plays. You got two exit strategies. So yes, good. I was emotional. Yeah, you're emotional, but yes. you wasn't. You wasn't. St- right, so maybe but I was. I wasn't. I was an emotional home buyer. No. Yeah, okay. Emotional. Yeah. Emotional. Yes. But emotional home buyer. No. Right. I went in there with a plan of action. Okay. And that's what I try to preach to you guys who watch my channel. Yeah. Go into these things with a plan of action. You are a CEO of a real estate business. This is a real estate transaction. Treat it as such. I knew the house. I see the footprint. I see how it looks. I said, damn, I got a vision for this. This house is a piece of shit. You've been in this house. Yeah. Even when it was fully, when it was regular, before I gutted it and everything, you saw what it looked like. Yeah. It, it was built in 82. One owner. One family. I love the bones. It was good energy from them. I love the way the house sits. I love the estate feel to it. I said, oh, shit, I can make something out of this. And I can make a mansion here. Or I can just blow this out and make this like some California love type shit because of all the trees and the, and the, the greenery around. And that's why it's Garland Gardens. Yeah. I said, yo, I can freak this. Then I did my research. Like, oh, shit. And then the numbers, even from two years ago, are higher yeah. than it was. So I'm like, either which way, I got to play here. I can afford it. I'm going to do it. Would it have ever made sense for you to do an FHA on a house like that? No. Not could, for me. Could could you have done an FHA loan on that house? Yes. Now, if you've done an FHA loan on that house with the condition it's in, it's not really livable. So how would you be able to When I brought the house, it was livable. So what if it wasn't? What if it was in the state it's in right now? You no, would not I, be able I, to do an FHA loan, basically. No, not okay. in the state because it's, it's, it's no kitchen. It's no bathrooms. It's... It's to the studs right now. Yeah, so the house has to be livable, basically. Yeah. Right? So they have. So how do they approve? They have an inspector come out and. Yeah, you have an inspector. You have an appraisal come out. Okay. So when I purchased the house, I could have got an FHA loan on that house, but why would I need to? Again, understanding your loan products, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Right. If I put down ten percent, how long is my PMI? My PMI would be for ten years. I don't care if I got a two and a quarter interest rate because that's what the FHA rates were at that time. Yeah. I thought about it, but I said, yo. I don't want to stay in this loan for 10 years and pay PMI for 10 years when I know I'm going to be up a million in equity. Right. So fuck this shit. I'll go conventional. I'll take a 2.875%, no problem. Mm-hmm. It's two and a quarter, 2.8, tomato, tomato, nigga. It don't matter to me. It's a yeah. couple dollars here or there. My biggest concern was I'll pay the PMI for two to three years. Even if I, and I, and I mapped it out. I said, even if I pay PMI for three years, we're talking about $7,000 a year. Even worst case, that's $21,000 of PMI over the three years. I'm still saving money by putting down 10%. And it's deductible. So I'm going to win either which way on this still. Yeah. I had my exit strategy. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I, and even if the market tanks, I'm still good. Why do you, why do you say two to three years, though? You keep saying that. Because I, when I purchased the house, I didn't have a plan of how I wanted the house yet. So I knew I wanted to take my time. And architectural plans and designs, that take a couple months. Right. And that took like six, seven months by itself. Remember, I had two sets of plans drawn up. Yeah, but you said you didn't want to pay the PMI for... for. for I said two to three years, max. In my head, I always knew I was this was going to be a, at least a year and a half process to two years. But I did a in worse... Your, in your head? In my head. I Got knew you. this was going to be okay. two years or less. Right. I figured year one, we'll be planning, designing, and then once we figure it out, we'll get permits real quick. But the town had their own plans. It took yeah. almost a year to get permits. Right. 
And even going through the designs, I was back and forth with the designs because I'm like, yo, I don't like this. Change this, change this. And then I got to give them the time to go through it and see it and do everything like yeah. that too. So it's a lot that goes on with that. So I had to say, all right, this is how I want to do it. This is what I'm going to do. But I had two years, worst case, but then I did a very other worst case of three years. So even mm. if we're, and now I'm in that shit. <laughs> this yeah. is the crazy thing. Come next month, I closed on Biggie Day too, March 9th, right? God bless yeah. the dead. That was a beautiful day for me. God bless, right? So now I'm going into year three. So I'm still in my mind with my numbers. I'm still where I said I wanted to be as far as how long I'm going to have this PMI for. So within, before I go into year four, that PMI will be gone. The house will be finished. I will be, mo I will be living there and life will be good. Okay. All right. Copy. I got that. I'm just trying to understand the FHA side of it. The so, FHA side didn't make no sense for me. But I'm saying in terms of like you putting down the same amount, like same 10%, right? Mm -hmm. Where like you have to pay MIP. Correct. Right. So how much of a difference is the MIP as opposed to the PMI? The difference not, I don't care about the monthly difference. So monthly doesn't concern me. Well, it's just the, overall in, in it was the three time. year process. It wouldn't have been three years for PMI because remember, you can't. The only MIP? way I can remove for MIP. The okay. only way I can remove MIP if if I do what? Refi. Uh, remember, okay. MIP. If I put ten percent down, how long does it stay on for? If you put ten percent down. Yep. How long is the the MIP for? Life. Ten ten years. Oh, ten years. It goes year year, year eleven. Conventional if I, conventional. If it's ten percent, it's it's no. FHA, if you put less than 10% down, it's life of the loan. FHA, but conventional Convention, 20. No, conventional 20% no PMI. Don't confuse yourself. Let's not even talk about no PMI because that's going to confuse you. Let's keep it FHA. Yeah. FHA, 10% down, 10 years, the PMI goes away. The MIP goes away. If you put 10% or more, or more, it goes away year 11. Okay. If I put less than 10%, it's for the life. So that's what that's okay. And that's with what the rates being low, again, two and a quarter was the rate for FHA, 2.875 for conventional at that time. Mm -hmm. I said to myself, I, I, these rates ain't never coming back. Yeah. I'm not going to be able to refinance and get out of this FHA and get a lower rate. I knew rates were going to go up. Right. So. And I'm not staying in this shit for 10 years to pay PMI for 10 years. I don't care what the monthly number is. Right. Because now if I stay in it for, even if it's $600 a month for 10 years, that's six, that's 60 something thousand dollars of PMI. I don't want to pay PMI that long. I'm not a fool now. Right. I want to get, use it for my advantage and then get the hell out of it. Conventional gives me that option. I don't never have to refinance this house ever again. I don't have to touch this house with the loan. So, okay. So let me just... So if you had did if you did an FHA, you would have had to refinance out in order to get out of the correct loan, to get the MIP off of the loan. Correct. Okay, so with your plan of two to three year strategy, whatever it was, you figured that or it made more sense to do conventional because you didn't want to refinance into another deal with this house, right? Correct. Got it. Now it makes sense. This actually goes with the topic of this conversation. Yeah. Which one is better? Conventional or FHA? This actually flowed very well. A, li a prime living example, courtesy of MG. Which one was better in this situation? Ladies and gentlemen, please, in the comments, what would you have done if you were me? 
Would you have did an FHA loan to put down 3.5% or do the conventional at 10%? Type in chat FHA or type in chat conventional. I really want to know. We need to be able to put a poll up on this shit. It's hard to say, though, because you're you're putting down less money, mm -hmm. but you didn't want Now to I have a high payment. You have a high payment with less money on FHA? Yeah, because remember... If I put down, I put down ninety thousand. If I put down three point five, that would have been what twenty thousand or something. Oh, so that's so now I'm, now yeah, I'm borrowing still... more. Right. I'm borrowing eight hundred and eighty thousand or whatever. Right. Eight sixty or whatever. Yeah. And now I have a higher payment and I have PMI. That's that going to cool. probably be a little bit higher too. Because of the calculation, my PMI. M M I P. Is it the same thing? Or... It's just the same okay. thing. All right. Got you. Okay. So they're saying conventional, conventional. If you can afford it, conventional for sure. Conventional with lower payments. Conventional, conventional. Exactly. So that's. So when I. So when. when so again, when you guys ask the question to yourself or to me or in the comments, what's better, FHA conventional? You have to be able to dissect your plan. Yeah. You first of all, you need to know the shit. You oh, need yeah. to know the pros and cons of conventional. The pros and cons of FHA. You need to know your exit strategy, either, either one of them. You need to know the comps in the area, what the neighborhoods are projecting. You need to know your shit. You need to know what the hell you're doing, right? You gotta, re you gotta research. You have to do your due yeah. diligence. If you're doing, like, like this is kind of like a burr, right? I bought something under market value. Okay. I'm re rehabbing it. Right. And I'm a HELOC it instead of refinance and pull it out and I can repeat the process. That's the burr strategy? Yeah, basically buy, renovate, refinance, rent, repeat. But I'm just not written. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And but I'm that's not, with equity. That whole that whole burr. That whole burr is to build to force to build wealth in real estate. You must force your appreciation. So if I would have just went and and my kids is pissed off at me, right? Shout out to my children. They said, <laughs> "Yo," because I took them to a, we call it the Ferrari house because it had a Ferrari in the, in, in the garage, right? Mm -hmm. Dope ass house, two point two million dollars. Dope house, backyard was wasn't as fly as mine's is gonna be, but it had a good baseline. Good looking pool, water shit, fifty foot ceilings, fire. They love that house. They say, yo, dad, why don't you just buy this? And I'm like, I don't wanna buy this for two point two million. Because it, where can it go? I'm at the top of the market, kids. So I had to break this all down to them, which they still really don't. They understand, but they don't care. They're just like, yo, you could have just bought this house already and just lived in it. And we could have just been over here chilling, right? Get them what? But for me, I didn't buy that house because I don't want to. I'm How, if the market corrects itself, if I'm buying at 2.2, then how much more equity can I really get out of this property if the market corrects itself? Yeah, right. Not that much. But at the now, time, this is when was this? This was two years ago. Oh, okay. Right? And what's happening right now, the market is correcting itself. Right. Right? So now if I buy this house and I put my sweat equity into it, I'm forcing the appreciation. Again, I just told you, I'm going to have at least a million dollars of equity in this house once it's done. Right. So now I'm going to be able to go out here and I could pull out seven, eight $800,000. That's true wealth, bro. That's money. That changes life. And then I now take this money and I go buy more assets to now pay for this liability because now I'm paying for this out of my pocket. But now I get this. 
Mm-hmm. I replenish myself if I want to, or I deploy it all into another asset, two assets, three assets. The world is mine. It's my oyster at that point. And then now I just have more cash flow coming in. To now where all that cash flow I can have deployed right back to this house to pay it off. So essentially, I'm, I'm, I'm building my wealth and I'm going to pay off this house, which I never thought in a million years I would ever want to pay off a house. But I'm going to pay off this house strategically with OPM, other people's money. Hmm. What if you take out a HELOC and mm-hmm. you have, like, let's say $100,000 left on a house? Okay. Does it even make sense to use that money to pay off the rent, to, to pay off the mortgage? Can you even do that? No, just leave it 100000 there and go deploy your capital to investments to pay for that. The name of the game is to not pay for nothing. Yeah, but wouldn't you just get rid of a monthly payment? Or would it only make sense if the interest rate was better? On it the, depends. You know? Yeah. Like, I'm not in a rush to pay off Garland Gardens. I'm saying if somebody wasn't, if they wanted to just pay off a loan. But then you have another loan. You know, it's like sort of like how you... Well, you're um, using a HELOC. Yeah, people do that all the time. They'll take out a HELOC, pay off the first mortgage. Right. You know what I'm saying? That way they don't have the, technically a mortgage. They just have a line of credit. Right, but yeah. it still has that same hundred k just being moved over from one, one debt vehicle to another debt vehicle. That's all. Yeah. So all okay. I'm doing is, I'm putting my my cash in it, taking it all back out, right? Right. And I'm using that now to to. It's going to make what I want. Great. I don't have now huge debt on my first mortgage. Now I'm strategically taking out this money to deploy into investable assets that could bring in cash flow so that way now that cash flow can come back towards me and now pay for this house and then now just depending on how much cash flow is coming out of the buildings that I buy now I can say I can now have a, a exit strategy outside of the debt meaning on top of my $6,500 mortgage payment let's just say I get let's just say 50 units with the yeah. 800k call it 100 units right? Nah, let's call it 50 units right now. I just want to use easy numbers. Let's just say if that shit is making me 20000 a month. Okay. I even call it 15000 a month net. After all my expenses from the property, it's making me 15000 Okay. I can literally save half of that money to keep in the, the accounts for this, and then I can put that other half to pay the mortgage for this and the home equity. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Exactly. So you people so that's a good, you could do that too then, right? Yeah. Can, that's what okay. I'm going to do. And but, we're going to document it. But <laughs> <laughs> So what but the thing is when you do this line of credit, how much like what are the rates on that? Cuz what it makes sense to I don't give a fuck. Who cares? I'm not paying for it. No, but you are because you're taking the money. I'm not I only pay on the HELOC when that's what I'm. That's what I'm asking. When I use the money, right. But so I'm if saying, I take eight hundred thousand, I'm not t- pulling any of that money out to use right away. It's gonna sit. It'll sit as a line of credit. Yes. Right. So what I'm saying. So is it's like saying, a credit card. You see, you get a credit card. They give you fifty thousand. Yes. But if you don't swipe that credit card, you didn't use, you it, didn't use it. But you right. still have the availability. Correct. Correct. Exactly. Same thing with a home equity line of credit. But Look, there's also interest on that, no. I didn't use it, so how am I paying interest? Once I'm saying once, once I use, use it, yes. yes, but I'm buying an asset because I'm already I'm going to know what the payment is once I use it. So let's just say 
the first building I buy costs me three hundred thousand out of pocket. Okay, three hundred k. And let's just say that three hundred thousand will cost me a thousand dollars a month. So now I know that, and when I do my rental analysis, right. and that's why you need to be on the webinar so you can know how to analyze deals. Mm -hmm. This Wednesday, go to mgbookstore.com. When I analyze my numbers, that HELOC debt is automatically included into into the into the exactly. Property. So then that that property is now paying that interest or that payment for your exactly. Got you. Okay. And if there's enough cash flow, after I do my savings and everything like that for the building, now I can deploy some of that money to pay the first mortgage now too. But what I was saying before was, let's say if you if you had, why don't you just pay off the first mortgage with the HELOC? If you're like closer no. to the end of the payment, no, because then. No, I don't. I don't want to do that because that property is because it's at, you it's, at, it's less than three percent. Why would I? It's almost free. You see what gotcha. I'm saying? Okay. The money is so cheap, and once I remove the PMI, I'm gonna save almost six hundred dollars. Yeah. So now my payment gonna go from sixty five hundred to like fifty eight, fifty nine hundred. God forbid my taxes don't go up right away, <laughs> which they probably are. As soon as this shit is done, they're gonna reassess me. Yeah. But. Even if it goes up three hundred dollars a month, let's just say my taxes go up from twenty eight thousand to thirty five thousand, right? So that's seven thousand, seven thousand. So basically, the PMI I remove is just going to buffer the increase in the taxes. So I'm still paying what I was already accustomed to paying anyway. Yeah. So it don't even matter to me about the interest rate on the HELOC because I'm only deploying the HELOC on. And, I want to ask that's going to make you money. That's going to make me payment. money to cover the payment plus give me more money to help pay for that first mortgage. So even if after I do all my savings and I, because remember. Oh, I didn't know. I missed that part. I didn't know you were using that investment property to pay for the mortgage and that line of credit. Yeah. Okay. So that makes sense. So if I, I take you. out the 800, I'm only going to buy buildings with this shit. I was joking earlier by saying buying Ferraris and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. No, like, I think I'll, I'll use something else to buy a Ferrari. <laughs> 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 but, but I'm going going to now take this 800,000. So look, all right, where's my calculator? So if I get 800,000, if I can get like a 12% return on that, that's $96,000 annually, right? Okay. Which I'm, I'm confident I can get more than that. So you figure, and this is after all my expenses. Right. So let's just call it even if I make a hundred thousand annually. What's that? Eighty three hundred. So that'll be enough to kind of pay for the HELOC and the mortgage after all my expenses. You on a four hundred thousand dollar property or whatever it is you said? No, I mean I could buy any property. I'm talking about I'm talking about creating enough cash flow where I'm getting a nice return on that to investment cover, to cover both. Yeah. To cover both. So even if I even if the eight hundred thousand he like if I deploy it all, let's just say it costs me four thousand dollars a month. Yeah. Now I know I need to make ten thousand mm. profit after everything else for the buildings to make sure the buildings are still good. But I need to make sure I'm analyzing my numbers so I can deploy this to still make at least ten thousand to cover this because I don't want to pay for it. Right. But you'll know what your your HELOC payment is right yeah. before you take the money absolutely. out. Absolutely. So and you'll I, have a number in your head already. All right, this is what I'm paying for the HELOC. This absolutely. Is what I'm for a mortgage. This is what I need to make on my investment property in order for it to make sense, in order for me to cover both. Absolutely. And then what I'm going to do is I'm only going to buy stuff that are, that I can force appreciation into it because right. I want to be able to refinance these properties after we do some rehabs on them so I can pull my money that I put back in. Yeah. So now let's just say one property cost me 250 Okay. For example, 
I got to make sure I get a deal where I got enough meat in the bones to pull out at least 300,000. So now I could pull out 300,000, pay off the HELOC. Right. You know what I'm saying? Now that frees up the HELOC again. Yeah. And now that lowers the the payment on the HELOC. So now that means my cash flow increases and that means my mortgage now, I can apply more of that money to the principal balance. Wait, why does your your payment decrease? Because if I deployed 800,000, and if I do the burst strategy on some good buildings and yeah. I'm able to pull my money back out of these buildings, now I can just pay back the HELOC of what I borrowed. So if one property I needed 100000 boom, I was able to pull out 150. Yeah. Now I got 150 cash. I pay back myself on a HELOC. And then now my HELOC payment goes lower because what did I do? It's like when you pay your credit card. You pay down your balances. What happens every month? Okay, that's what I was asking. Your, yeah, was, your okay. payment goes lower. So you're, it goes lower because of your history. Exactly. So uh-huh. ultimately, the way I'm gonna run this play is that the HELOC again is gonna be seed money to get it all right back, and then it's to keep repeating this shit. Mm. So it's literally a line of credit. Like it's it's basically credit. Like correct. <laughs> like it's like they treat it the same way as a credit card almost. It's an Amex. Sense. Yeah, that's that's wild. No, that's it's, it's America. <laughs> it's America yeah. and God bless it. But this is only if you have equity in your home, right? Yeah, you can't do nothing with no equity. So what if you don't have equity? You shit out of luck. <laughs> Next play, please. <laughs> oh, man. Next play, please. You shit out of luck. You ain't got no equity. You brought wrong. What do you want me to tell you? Yeah. Learn the game. Yeah. Okay. Learn the game. I'm actually glad I'm 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 see I'm learning all this now because I, for me I'm definitely uh, an emotional home buyer. I'm sure I I definitely would be. But now it makes sense. Um, there's a lot of uh, <laughs> I think everybody's laughing at what you just said. Uh, it's That's the God's on the truth. Learn the fucking game. Which one? You think I'm up here on this YouTube every day for my health? <laughs> like, what the hell y'all doing? Pay attention. <laughs> And this is why I'm, I'm glad we was having this FHA versus conventional because from the beginning you told me you wanted to do this video. Like, we don't plan questions and stuff, y'all. We just yeah. come in here, we say what the topic <laughs> is, okay? Unless it's an article, we may read the article 10 minutes before we go on live, and then we just go on live, right? But I didn't even think to use my house as an example until it came up. Yeah. Because then we probably would have made a better video. We'd probably put some shit on the screen and showed it to them, you know what I'm saying? But ultimately, I still think the information was super super um popping that's a fact it definitely was fha versus conventional what's better for you i don't know (laughs) 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 i don't know what's better for you but i know what was better for me Nah, it makes sense it definitely makes i wish mark was in here um that he was he was the one who inspired this well send him the link yeah, he'll, he'll, you can watch it back. Yeah, uh, send him the sure. link. Watch the replay. But this is this is what I'm saying, bro. Like, it's all on your personal finances. It's all on your personal situation. It's all on the property type. It's all on a scenario. That's why when people ask questions sometimes, I'm like, y'all, I can't answer this. Yeah, because it's, it's not. It's, it's too general. I can't answer this shit. I don't know what's better for you. I don't even know you. Yeah. I don't know your credit score. I don't know what your real capacity is. Like, yeah. again... I ran this play, again, I ran this play knowing damn well that I would have to deploy a lot of capital to make this happen for myself. And I was okay with that because I'm not house rich and cash poor. Right. 
I wanted to make sure I can do this to the highest level that I want, and I wanted to be comfortable. So I had to make sure I had a certain amount of money saved for the next couple years so I can handle these bills along with everything else that I'm doing. I had to make sure that I find the right people and team architects, and that was hard, finding the right contractors and things of this nature. This is why now I'm GCing the job myself. It's not like I'm going to just hire all the subs myself. So now I'm putting a lot more work than I normally thought I was going to do. Yeah. But this is something that's important to me. So I got to now roll my sleeves up and I got to go out here and I got to interview all these different types of subs and everything like that. It's frustrated as hell. People don't show up to appointments. They come late. Like it backs me up on things that I got to do. Like it's annoying sometimes. Yeah. Like it's really annoying. But you know what? This is what I wanted. Yeah, no, that's that sounds like a, a hot mess. But I mean, it's it'll be worth it in the end for sure. Oh yeah, when we doing videos in the backyard. <laughs> we doing videos in the backyard. <laughs> yeah, um, we got a super chat from somebody. Tooks is all of us right now. Um, yeah, um, I mean that's the whole that's the whole purpose of having kind of this whole camera situation, so I can kind of ask questions and learn with you guys. So I think I've said this plenty of times before. Um, but yeah, I appreciate that. Um, Tooks is representing the people. Oh boy! I'm try, I'm trying. I'm trying to. Toya Green, don't get blocked. <laughs> <laughs> Please, Toya. We don't need him because that's all I'm gonna hear for the next week. You never. I'm you should very, listen I'm to me. The people love it. Yeah, I mean, he'll never say this, but that's the reason why this camera is here. I said, "Yo, I am, I am, I am your audience, MG. I don't even call him MG. It's weird, but like, that is weird. I'm, I'm your audience, Matt." Like, that, that's true. Or I say bro. I don't even say Matt. Yeah, you don't call me Matt. But I said I'm the audience. And I wasn't saying it in a cocky way or like, you know, it was No, just you like, are the audience. You because, and Jordana. Right. So, but Jordana actually owns and she owns because of you. So she's in a little bit of a different situation because she's been through the actual home buying process. I haven't gone through that experience yet. So she's still a little bit up there because she's, you know. She went through the process. She went through the process. She has more experience than I do, of course. Yeah. But. For somebody who's looking to get into a home or looking to get into a second home and don't know how to, you know, do whatever it is. I feel like um, having somebody without the experiences is where, you know, what I'm saying this this whole thing is is excelling, you know. No, I think this was a, gr a great idea. I'm not knocking it. Shout out to Tooks. Um, y'all need to like this video, though, because it's like 300 of y'all here and it's like half only likes so you need to like some like throw some likes in here drop some gems and then go to mgbookstore.com and buy some books and register for the free webinar this week um but yeah i think this was a, a very important conversation i'm glad that we we did it uh it was a lot of information in here that can help people kind of figure out like what's what and the ultimate thing is like i always say yo you have to learn the game yeah because once you learn this stuff it's much easier when you're seeing like your loan estimates and everything like that to like be able to dissect like, all right, which product, what's better? And then you can forecast and say, all right, if I do this with this, this can be the downset, the downfall. Right. If I go this route. But if I do this, it might be a little more expensive up front, but in the long term, this might actually work out better for me. You just got to know what the hell you're doing. Yeah, no, that's definitely how I would go into it. Um, definitely. This is exactly how you said it. Like, what, what do I see myself in the next couple of years doing with this house? Mm -hmm. Am I going to keep it for 30 years or whatever it is? And if I, if I do, 
then what's the best option based off of that? But in your situation, it definitely made sense to do conventional for sure. Toya Green, yes. If you buy if you buy a bundle today or books or something like that, yes. Whoever buys a book today, mgbookstore.com, I will autograph your books for you. Yes. You just got to DM me. <laughs> you got to DM me at MG the Mortgage Guy on, on Instagram. Show me a screenshot that you did it so that way I know exactly who you is and I'll make sure that I will sign your book. And I won't even charge you for that because usually I charge like an extra, I think, $15 for, for signed copies. What is it, black black copy? The black book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You get, you get all the house economics or the real estate investors manifesto. I recommend getting both of them. How many pages is that, uh, both of them? This is uh, 93 pages for the Real Estate Investors Manifesto and 97 for House Economics. It's under 100, 100 pages. Purposely. I haven't read a book since probably, I want to say fourth grade, probably. It's been a long time. That was probably like, I, dude, I, I hate reading. That's a little scary. When was the last time you read a book? My own books. <laughs> when was the last time you read a book outside of your own book? I, I don't read books like that. You could be honest. I, I, no, I'm telling you. I'll tell you what I do with books. I peruse them. No, but that's not the question. Hold up. That's not the question. I'm re I'm perusing through a book right now. When was the last time you read a book? I'm reading a book right now. I have my own version of how I read books. Peru okay, so explain this perusing so, process. Okay. I, 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 so <laughs> I have a book right now. It's on real estate, and it's about... Uh, raising capital, okay. right? So I'm about to start raising money for real estate investments. Okay. Although I know the game already, it's always great to have more education on things, right? So I'm reading a book, and I'm going to the chapters that I, I want to learn a little bit more in depth about. Can you even do that, though? It's in my fucking book. It's in my hand. If I could go to chapter 10 right now. Yeah, I but I'm to. not going to see the... I'm going to read from page one so I know what, you know. But that's, we're different. I know real estate already. Okay, so you're, what was the last time you read a book on something you did not know? Oh, that's been forever. <laughs> <laughs> that was the right question. That's, that's, been, that's been forever. I don't fucking know. Exactly. I have no clue. Okay. Give me YouTube. I, that'll probably be the first book, uh, the first book I read um, in ages. Um, just because I feel like there's a lot of information in there. And all this stuff, you always, you always say the book, the book, the book. So, you know. I definitely feel like I should read it. If I read it... Um, Shout out to Vaughn Gretchen Mitchell. She said, both books are great. I finished them in a day. They are my Bible to real estate. Shout out to you. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. I've been, get, I've been seeing a lot of good reviews on the book. So not saying that you're not credible or anything like that. Like you're, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that Like I feel like I would definitely get... Um, a lot of these questions I'm asking, I'd probably learn from the book, right? Absolutely. Yeah, so... The book is fire. Shout out to Jermaine Miller, JM Publishing. The book is fire, bro. Both of them? Both of them. I fire. probably shouldn't read the Manifestors Investor first. You, you, should, you should start with House Economics. Okay. That's more your lane. Stay there first. Okay. I advise everybody, stay at House Economics first, then go to the Investor's Manifesto. Do you learn the loan products in that book? House Economics? Yeah, you learn how to house hack. Using FHA? Conventional as well. Okay. In the process of the four three two one and everything you gotta do like 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 chapter one understanding house economics very first chapter 
understanding house economics. Yeah, I might, I might have to. Chapter right. two, multifamily real estate. Chapter three, want to house hack? Here's how. Chapter four, gaining financial freedom through house hacking. Chapter five, getting 10 doors in four years. Your countdown to financial freedom. Oof. Getting 10 doors. Is that cap? Can you get in 10 doors in four years? Absolutely. Chapter four, six. Four, four years? Ch chapter six. Yes, you can house hack with a single family property. I just showed you my example and my version of how I'm house hacking it. Mm. Chapter seven, buying right. Chapter eight, the biggest multifamily home ownership hurdles. Oof. Chapter nine, mortgaging and financing. Chapter 10, FHA mortgage. Wait, why is FHA mortgage the last at, at 10? Because that's what we wanted. <laughs> Wouldn't that be in the beginning so you know what an FHA is? No. Fuck that. You got to know the mechanics. Okay. I, I trust you. you. I'm just understanding just, yeah. house hackonomics. Multifamily real estate. Want to house hack? Here's how. Okay. It's the blueprint. Right. It's beautiful. Leverage the power of house hacking to draw you closer to financial freedom. Hmm. Still got to have money either way. But either I mean, which way you look at it. Yeah, no, nah, I'm definitely going to read that, though. Definitely. Definitely a, a must read for sure. All these books I'm putting out is a must read. Everything I do on YouTube is a must watch. You listen to the podcast, Rants and Gems, must watch and must listen. Everything we put out, you go to EYL University, you join the webinars, like spend your money with MG, you won't be disappointed. The money you spend with me, have you, and this is no bullshit, no cap. Has anyone ever complained about the blueprint, one or two, any of my webinars or any of these books that you know? Yeah. Who? Okay. Jordana. <laughs> Only say. Jordana, because she wanted yeah. something about her particular situation when her roof busted and shit like that. Yeah, she didn't. Your, your book doesn't, or the blueprint doesn't tell you about um, pipes bursting and. That and, has nothing to do with me. Well, that's what she. That's what she said. That's not my job but, to tell you that. I tell you, she got. She got the crib though. She got the, the crib, and she's the doing blueprint helped her yeah, so. exactly. Um, but besides no, Jordana, aside, aside from the uh, the inside jokes that we always have, uh, I don't think so. And honestly, and this is just me being honest. Um, a lot of people got that course, and a lot of people did not finish it either. Facts. A, a lot. Probably, a lot. I don't want to say the percentage. A lot. Yeah. I think like 13,000 people purchased that shit. It's a lot of information, <laughs> and though. It could be overwhelming when you first get in there. Oh, it's, 15, like, it's 15 hours. Yeah, but the, it's there. It's the there. blueprint is 10 times better than any of these books. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I'm that's, not going to hold yeah, you up. That seems like it's more like, the, all right, let me read this real quick. Yeah, yeah, this is ain't shit compared yeah. to the blueprint. Okay. The blueprint is the best shit ever. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to hold y'all up. That blueprint destroys this house economics. Yeah. I don't even offer to sell the blueprint no more. I mean, I have access to it. Me I too. Have, I have I have lifetime access. That's a fact. So I might have to get up. And it's funny because I recorded that whole thing for you. I had, I had no clue what you were talking about at all. At, for a whole week straight, we filmed that, that whole course, and I had no clue. Not one piece of information I retained from any of that that we filmed. That Nothing. blueprint is special. I was probably falling asleep for some of it, too. I ain't going to front. You definitely, I definitely was. fell asleep for some of <laughs> the definitely videos was. That we, <laughs> we were finished recording, and then he'd be like, yo, Tooks. And I'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> yo, I, I used to hate that. But, yeah, nah. Yo, definitely gonna, 
man. Check that out. <laughs> the Blueprint Volume 1 is special. That joint's a masterpiece. It got quizzes in it. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, that joint's a masterpiece, literally. It got links attached to it. It got all types of PDFs and, like, all types of calculators. That Blueprint is special. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, take a look at that. That's what you need in life. I ain't going to hold you up. Um, all right. So, I mean, do you want to answer some questions before we get off? Or How long have we been on this thing for? It's like 7 o'clock now. Oh, it's been it's one, oh, an hour and 30 minutes, yeah. yeah. I, I didn't even have the thing on, on the... Uh, on the. Uh, oh, yeah. This is way too long. This is like 90 minutes, bro. What are we doing here? <sighs> I don't know. We just... Uh, I'll I, I, I do three questions and I got to go. Three questions? Yeah, I, I think I got to go drink my sorrows away. You shouldn't even be drinking, to be honest. I shouldn't, you. but after tonight, I'm not drinking no more. You know, guys, he said this like two weeks ago, just so you know. I had a dry January. This February has been damp, though. We're like two weeks in. <laughs> All right, let's answer like three questions. Um... Oh, somebody asked Shout out to everybody chat. with the badges, too. The badges? Yeah, a couple people. No, I mean, badges. The super chats. Um, let's see. Um, okay, so... Oh, Matt, is your, is your company qualified to do VA loans? Or is your company qualified to do VA construction loans? No, we don't offer that. Is that a thing? Not really. Not really. Okay. Not really. It's not a good product. It's not a good product. Yeah. Cool. It's too much of a headache. Um, let's see. Yes, what? this this webinar is for newbies who want to get into the business. Go to mgbookstore.com and sign up for the webinar. Yes. Um, what would you consider documenting a home buying process with someone and uploading on your channel for content and educational purposes? I would love to do that. Consider documenting a home buying process with somebody. I would love to do that. From the channel. beginning, we get them pre-approved. Like, I, that's actually one of the ideas I want to do. Is Wait, like, so we should do that with Tooks then because... We could know, do that with Tooks, yeah. Yeah, because that seems, you know, it's... If that's I'm filming, e it's easier. If I'm filming it, you know, like it'd be a whole... Matter of fact, we're going to do that with Tooks. I like that. Yeah. Tooks buys his first house. That would be the series. That's huge. That's huge. Yeah. yeah Tooks buys his first house. I think it'll be more, yeah, because, you know... Uh, we could do Jordana too, but she already has a crib. So, if she buys a second crib, we can do we could document her situation. We could do that too. Yeah, we could try. We could try. That would be good. Um, the links for the books are in the description. Um, I think I have all the links in the description for the books. I'm gonna put it in the in the chat right now. Um, yeah, you could do that. <laughs> Somebody said Tooks just read the books. Yeah, I'm gonna read them. I'm gonna read them for sure. Um. Will we get free ebook updates after purchasing the book and if and when the rules change? What? Will we get free ebook updates after purchasing the books if and when the rules change? No. The only way you're gonna get free ebooks is if you join the 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 book club community that we have rolling out. I think we're rolling that out in the next week. So we're gonna have a book club community for MG Bookstore and it's a community. I think it's I think it's like nineteen ninety nine a month or something like that. So with the book club community, we're doing the book review once a month, yeah. right? Not just my books. I'm gonna bring in other authors and other real estate books and everything like that once a month. And then also any of the eBooks that we 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 release, 
you'll get the ebooks for free. Okay. So as part of the value add of, you know, being a part of the book club community, you'll get all the ebooks that we put out for free. Every single and what we're gonna start doing is like once a month put out a new ebook. So not only are we gonna do physical books like this yeah. and try to do four to five of these. But when I was having a conversation with the team, I'm like, yo, I want to put out more because I got so much information. So we decided, like, certain things, like, look, even for, like, DTI, right? That's yeah. not a full-feature book. Right. But DTI, a whole DTI play could be an e-book, 10, 10 pages, breaking it down. PMI, right? The good, the bad, and the ugly. Or I'm in that book, PMI is not the devil. Yeah. P right? PMI is, yeah, okay. PMI cool. is not the devil. That'll be the name of that ebook. Right. And then that could, that's another 10 pages of breaking down PMI, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Right. You know what I'm saying? And how to really maneuver and the programs and da da da. So, like, those will all be ebooks that if you're part of the book club community or the bookstore community, then you pay your $19.99 a month. You'll be able to get all the ebooks that we drop. You'll get, um, I think we're going to give like 20% off of any products that you purchase yeah and then we do a once a month zoom call discussing books and answering questions and things of that nature you'd be lit for 20 yeah for 20 <laughs> bucks i mean shit that shit is almost free um somebody had a good question here will the banks take gold or silver and shoebox money as down payments because you don't have 10 to 20k in the bank will it take what no we want money gold or silver and shoebox money as down payments no we're not taking shoebox money and you will have to uh, convert your gold, I guess, into cash. And put it into your bank account? Mm-hmm. So you can't even use cash for a down payment? No. And when you're, when you're doing any... No, shoebox money is... Where did it come from? How do you know we're not, you're not a drug dealer? How mm -hmm. do you know you're not running crimes and you got all this cash? Like, it's, it's rules and regulations. Do they look at the money? Like, so with the down payment, that money, they look at it to see where it came from? or does it Absolutely. It has to be sourced and seasoned. That's why if you're going to make large deposits, remember, we look at your last two months of bank statements. So if we, like, we're in February, so we're looking at December and January. Yeah. Right? So if you got a $50,000 cash deposit mm -hmm. from your shoebox money in January, we can't use it because you can't document where it came from. So you can only document things that are constantly coming into your bank account or... But if you put the $50,000 in the January, just don't apply for a mortgage to April because then you only need February and March. So we don't see the deposit. It looks like it was already sitting there. So that's just the workaround. So just have the money sitting in there prior to the last two months. So the third, month, third month out. Correct. Because you're only looking at the two months. But Correct. if that money's just chilling there, it's like, all right, we already see 50 k It's chilling there. Exactly. Oh, okay. That's good to know. I didn't even know that either. Wow, you learn something new every day. Um, I'm about to be a real estate. Oh, wait. I'm about to be. I'm about to be my real estate license. I'm about to get my real estate license in New Jersey. I would love to continue to grow as a salesperson with you, MG. Come learn to the, the webinar business. this week. Go to mgbookstore.com. You're about to get your license. You definitely need to be on this webinar because I'm catering this webinar to the real estate professionals. Whether you're a new agent, new loan officer, you're about to get licensed, you need to buy the VIP so that way you can be in day two of it because that's how I have some special um, guests coming. But, like, you need to be on this webinar so you learn the game because your real estate license is only going to teach you the law. It's not going to teach you the game. I'm going to teach you the game. Um... Somebody said, MG, be my Valentine's. <laughs> I don't like you being sad. Oh, wow. Okay, Shannon. 
If you, first of all, Shannon, I appreciate the super chat, but if you asking me out, you got to give me more than $2, baby girl. Like I'll take the $2. You could take the $2, but I'm worth a lot more than $2. Like I mean, it ain't about worth $2. I'll take the 2 bucks. I'm taking the 2 bucks too, clearly. <laughs> but she's asking to be my Valentine, and, and she says she don't like me being sad. Do I look sad today? Hold up, but do you have a Valentine? No, I don't. Mm, so that $2 might be the play. That two dollars might be. You already play. knew the answer to that, though. I know, but I'm just saying. But you, saying, but you knew the, you, you're, you're choosing violence right now. Bro. I'm not choosing violence. I told you, I'm, I'm already <laughs> like, come on, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, Shannon, Shannon. <laughs> oh man! All right. Well, I mean, this nigga, man. <laughs> slide in DMs. Yo, stop, bro. MG the mortgage guy on IG. Um, somebody asked, somebody said I was approved for 275,000 FHA in Rhode Island, but can't afford, oh, can't find anything that doesn't need renovations. I'm going to have to try a 203k. She said, no, I wanted to make you smile. She really going hard. <laughs> $2 making you smile though. It dash sure is. <laughs> Thank you, Shannon, baby. I love it. Give me another $2, please. Oh my gosh. Um, all right. So can I get back to my, my, my thing? Here? All right, go ahead. So. Um, somebody said, oh, this wasn't even a question. They said they have, they got approved for $275,000, uh, FHA in Rhode Island, but can't find anything that doesn't need renovations. I'm going to have to try a 203k instead, but Rhode Island housing offers this loan. RI housing looks like a uh, Rhode Island housing looks like they're not much help though. Um, I don't know if they want your input on that or. I don't know what they want from me. I don't even understand the question. Yeah, I think that they're just saying that they got approved for FHA, but they can't find any cribs that need a renovation or doesn't need renovation. Are you um, looking in the wrong places or you got the wrong team? Because there's always a house in every market that needs renovation. That that doesn't. She's trying to find a house that does not need renovations. Oh, why? Find something that needs renovations. That's the key to build wealth. So you're never going to find a crib that you just like, oh, this is perfect. You don't have to do no work to it. It's rare. Is that what you're saying? She said, yo, she's going hard. She thought, she just doing another. Yo, shout out to you, Shannon. She said, I got you. Don't, I, I, you, I got you. Don't play. I'm old school, love. All right. Go ahead, Shannon Smith. She put up a 20 now. Let me see 150 come out. Yo, all right, all right, Let I me see 200. Put another zero there, man. Come on, man. What are we doing here, man? Yo. This expensive pain over here, baby yeah, girl. Right. Shannon came to play. Come on, Shannon. <laughs> <Yo>. <laughs> Oh, another zero on that joint. <laughs> then you would really get my attention. <laughs> yeah, oh, 200? That's what you were at 200, yeah. you're saying? At a minimum. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's um, crazy. But what happened? Um, so, no, I was saying that you can't. So, you're basically saying you cannot find a crib that you don't have to do renovations to? Am I? Anybody, period, in general. She's saying that she can't find. Is this a girl? No, she's saying that she oh. wants to buy a house, but every house she's looking at, Needs renovations. Needs renovations. Right. I'm telling her go buy one of those houses because she can probably get a better price, put the renovations in and make have some equity in it. Versus oh, right, versus right, right. me buying a house like it's again the Ferrari house I told you about. Well, I'm gonna buy this shit for two point two and I'm still gonna have to fix things in here. I'm gonna put another hundred, two hundred K into it. Why am I do that shit? Yeah. How am I gaining from this? Right. Right, right, right. Um okay, my credit is excellent, but which loan is best if I have little down payment but excellent credit? You tell me, Tooks. Um, I I wouldn't know, but I mean, if with that credit, I there's I, I don't know. I think I think you still need to know more information, though. 
number yeah, you one. Need to know what the plan is. What does bad credit mean? Like, what's the score? Well, her Ooh. score is seven seven ninety to eight ten. That's not bad credit. That's excellent credit. That's amazing no? credit. That's like yeah. a Rolls Royce of credit. What when it comes to real estate, what's excellent credit? What's the what's like the seven fifty? Nigga, any above? any score that you can get a deal in is an excellent credit to mm, me. Okay. Like I don't care if you got a seven ninety or a six ninety. Who cares? Yeah. I know people who got eight hundred credit scores that don't own shit. But they can get approved for stuff. Yeah, but they don't own shit. Yeah. So what's the sense of you having this great credit if you're not leveraging it the right way? I mean, you could have. Maybe you just don't even. I mean, if I had an eight hundred credit score, I I wouldn't be in anything either because I don't have enough information to move forward. I, I like to I like to research everything before I jump into stuff. So, um, that could be this person's situation. You never know. But if she has low money for down payment, then you know you gotta go with the low down payment loans. Oh, I missed out little down payment. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but if you have excellent credit, I mean, I don't. The credit score is just one aspect of it. Like she says, she has. So for her, it's about the low down payment loans. Yeah. So low down payment would be, I mean, FHA. You you put the less the least amount down, right? Correct. So then that's probably her option. Correct. Or NACA. If she wants to go through that process. Correct. Right. Um, so what is technically considered a large deposit? It's a whole, depends on your income, but typically anything over a thousand dollars, you know what I'm saying? A thousand dollars? Depends on your income. Like if you're making 50,000 a month and you deposit a thousand, it's nothing. You know oh, what I'm okay. saying? Yeah. But if you make 3000 a month, you deposit 1000 it's the largest deposit. Yeah. Makes sense. Shout out to, uh, I can't pronounce your name, but you just said you just got the VIP. Shout out to you. We need more VIPs. All right. Um, it's getting hot in here too, bro. Yeah, it, it is pretty hot. Um, how do we get you to come on our show as a guest? I don't, I don't know. This is uh, know thy, know thy shelf, TV. Um, I don't even know. I really haven't been doing podcast shows for other people lately. Yeah, you haven't. Yeah, I think I'm done with that. <laughs> How are you done with that? I just think unless it's like, I don't know. I think unless it's like something that makes both sense and sense for me. Like I don't know if I'm gonna do it. I think we should do more local stuff. Yeah, bro, but the local shit be like, oh. <laughs> Yo, I know what you mean. But, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, But I think you should just do it just because, like, I feel like. No, I don't need to just do anything just you because. Don't, I never said you need to. I think you should. I'm saying I think you but should. But I don't think I should either. Like, I do enough of this already. Yeah, I'm saying, but, like, every now and then it's not it's not bad to jump If it makes both sense and sense, then yes. Yeah. Like, Handsome Homebuyer wants me to come. Charles wants me to come on his. He did our podcast. So that's like, all right, you know what? I'll jump on your pod. Yeah. At some point in the next month or so. Right? Right. Okay. I see what you're saying. Femi. My man Femi. He connected me with Charles. He wants me to come on his show. On the strength of the love and Femi's my guy, I'll do his pod. But I did Mike's podcast. I did Sean's podcast. Like, I did local people stuff. That's what I mean. So yeah, yeah just... but again, it has to make sense for me. Yeah, like I did Sean. He's my guy. So you know what? I'll do your pod. I like what you what you're doing. Like he actually hit me up today talking about he loved what we're doing with the channel. He's been watching the videos. He's tapped in. Who? Sean. Sean. Real, Sean the realtor. Yeah, he was here. I mean, I yeah, yeah, he came in. 
But like I do it if it makes sense though. Like I just like I just got off of EYL's podcast, right? That's a big podcast. Yeah. Like I'm trying to get on big shows right now. Like and I'm having these conversations, but like at some point you got to say to yourself does this really make sense for me right now? And sometimes it just don't. Yeah. Because it's a lot of work to go do somebody else's part. Now I got to go there. Like, I got to do this. I got to block out my time for it. Like, what's going to be the reward for me if I'm doing it at the end of the day? How does it benefit me? That's how I look at everything in life. Everything in life. Yes, Toy, I would do a lecture at a university. See, like, things like that. No, I don't have a publicist. I actually need a publicist. But, like, it's it's about, like, um, I got to figure out, like, what makes sense, what doesn't make sense, what's going to be the, the right moves to make. Like, us doing this is the right move. It makes sense for me to block out my time to be able to film in here because it helps the whole overall ecosystem of what we do from the media side yeah. and the media company. So it makes sense for me to block out the time and we come in here and we put in our work. But to be on everybody else's stuff, it, that don't make no sense sometimes because then you it becomes overload of you. So if I'm going to go, like, I'm going to do an EYL any day of the week because yeah. that's going to get 100,000 views in 30 days. I'm going to go in a breakfast club because that's going to get their views. You know what I'm saying? We did the 85 South joint. They released it kind of late, but I think that was at like 70, 80,000 in the first month so far. Right. right. Like these are things that that help me. Like once we get on high level conversations, that will freaking help me. Right. Yeah. Like and it will help those people's platforms at the same time. So it's like it has to work both ways. You know, when I go on Market Mondays, those things help and it works. But when you do just, like, anything just to do it, like, I'm not at that stage no more where I just need to just be doing a bunch of stuff just to do it. Like, I need to get back on Cheddar News. Jordana's working on something on that, right? I need to get on CNBC. I need to get on MSNBC. I need to get on Ebony. I need to get I need to get in Black Enterprise. Like, I need to be doing, like, high-level stuff. That's the goal. Yeah. Now, once you start getting into those, now you're the subject market expert. That helps solidify the authority in this subject of real estate. So for me, that's what I'm really more so focused on. And that's where, you know, even Tanaja was like, do you have a publicist? No, I don't have a publicist. I've been trying to find good publicists that are willing to work with me. But that's even difficult, too. Because those are the opportunities that I need. Right. I need to get on Hot 97. I need to get on Angie Martinez. I need to get on these things. I need to go hit up Angela Yee and get on her new show. Right? Like, I need to get on bigger platforms because the bigger platforms will help grow the overall brand, but also get the message out to more people. Agreed. I agree. Um, somebody said that they, they, they you should talk. Toya said if we should talk. Um, we, should, <clears throat> we should what? We should talk, she said. Um, she might have an opportunity or something like that. DM me. Uh, somebody asked, the same, uh, Melanie asked, thanks for, uh, or she said, Thanks for answering my question. 
can I set up an appointment with someone in your group to look at my paperwork for a loan? Absolutely. Um, if you go to, in, in the description of this video, we'll have the consultation links. So you can schedule a consultation there. Make sure y'all like this video too. We've been on here for a long time. So make sure y'all like this video as well. I got a hip to you from, oh, somebody said, uh, I got hip to you from 85 South and now we stuck. You see what I'm saying? Didn't I just not say this? Yeah. Right? So if you just got the local, like you said, you should do more local stuff. No disrespect. Respectfully. Yeah. Like, where is that going to be deployed and how, where is this going to reach? You know what I'm saying? Like, when I do EYL's episodes, even though I'm on the network and people know I'm a part of it, but a lot of people will come over to that channel still new too. They don't know all the, the players and everything like that. Then they find out about me. Then they come over here. 85 South. We did that in August. Yeah. And it just oh. they just dropped it in January. Boom. Now we're getting new viewers because I'm on a different type of platform. It's a platform of two, three, four million people on that shit. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying I wouldn't do... Um, it's just got to be beneficial for, to both parties. Basically. Both parties, yo. And that's the thing, right? The reason why I'm in a position with EYL is because I added value from day one. If yeah. I wasn't adding value, I wouldn't be in the positions that I am being business partners with them. Yeah. Like, literally right now, Troy, they all at the Super Bowl. Troy just introduced me to a very high net worth connect just literally right now while we're doing this, right? Plays are being ran because it all stems from the value that I add and they know like, all right, MG, this is what you're trying to do? Yo, we got it. Da -da 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 -da. Boom. It's value add. Yeah. Because they know it's for it's for the, something for rants and gems and it's going to help elevate not only my brand but the network brand as a whole. Right. So I think we have to stop, we have to get out the mindset that everybody just needs to do something just to do it. You have yeah. to look at the, the bottom line. Does this make both sense and sense? And if it don't make both sense and sense, then why the fuck am I doing it? At some point, you got to say no. And mm -hmm. that may suck. <laughs> that might suck. Now, what we do, things, we've done plenty of things that didn't probably make sense for us, but made more sense for the other people. And likewise, people have probably done stuff for us that didn't make sense for them too. Right. But they know, oh, we'll do it because now we're, we're building in that sweat equity with y'all because we know where y'all going to go. We see the work. We see the consistency. Like, so if someone asks me to be on your show, and, and quite frankly, if I've never even heard of it before, and I'm like, what show is this? You know what I mean? It's hard for me to really want to do it unless it's like something that i just been under a rock and like, damn, they got like, their pages popping. But people be hitting me up all the time to do shit. I be looking at their page like, what's going on here? Yeah. Like, your page looks trash. <laughs> you, know, you, cra you crazy. No, it's serious, though. <laughs> like, come on. Let's not. Come on, bro. Let's not. Let's call a spade a spade. If you care about this and you really want to do this, then you need. And how you do anything is how you do everything. Right. You always say this. How you do anything is how you do everything. So if you're not going to sit out here and have a dope presentation, even if you ain't got a lot of money, you don't need a lot of money to make your, your page look good. Right. To make it look clean. To put out high quality clips. You got the Fiverr boys up there, $5, $10 to make you some clips. Like, it's not that expensive if you really wanted to do it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 
So like ultimately, if you're not even putting it out there like that, then why why would I do that? No, I agree. Yeah, I agree. Would you do it? Um, I think in my stage, I would right now just to be, I mean, that's how I kind of grew my own brand. But I think with your, with where you are and, and the people that you're already affiliated with and the relationships you've built, I think you're way past that now. It's been a couple of years now. Um, so I think that it depends on if you're just starting out or not. Um, but everyone's different. So in your case, you know, I, I wouldn't. It doesn't make sense for you. But for somebody who's starting out, I think it's very important. To oh, it's very out. important. If you're starting out and you're trying to build, podcast. you need to be everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> like, you can't tell nobody, no. Yeah, yeah. You ain't there yet. Right. We've built something over the past f four years now doing this. Right. Like, we were flying out to Max Maxwell joint. We were doing all types of ish. Yeah. <laughs> like, fuck it. We got to go do what we got to do. We got to go to North Carolina. We got to go to North Carolina. Fuck yeah. it. Right? But there's levels. And, and I think the level that you're at now, you don't, you don't need to. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not doing um I'm not doing anything just to do anything. Not right now. Not right now. My time is my time especially in the life that I'm living right now. My time is way more important to me. Especially like a lot of things in my personal life is getting more structured. Like I can't be sitting around here running around like a chicken with my head cut off. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Amen to that. Um, you, this link that you put in the description or in the comments is the, is a link. Cause I don't put that in the description. Yeah. That's the link for the consultations. But a lot of people are saying the link doesn't, it doesn't work. I, well, I, keep I just, seeing I, that. I just sent you the, the link. Okay. So I'll probably change that out and see what's up with that. Um, all right. Last question. Any advice on passing the self-sufficiency test on a four unit FHA is the only option more money down. I haven't asked the lender that I'm approved with, but it might be right on this line for a I'm, it might be right on the line for 75%. What? Yeah, I knew you were going to say what. <laughs> <laughs> Any advice on passing the self-sufficiency test on a four-unit FHA? There's no advice I can give you. The numbers are the numbers. Look, you can't make the math. If the math ain't mathing, it's not mathing. It's not self-sufficient. So is the only option more money down? Yes. Okay. Cool. Well, there you have it. Yeah, we've been on here for like a solid two hours, bro. But it was cool. I mean, it was chill. I learned a lot once again. Um, my, my boy Matt, not Matt, uh, Mark didn't pull up, but um, if he does, this is for you, bro. Um, hopefully we answered your questions in terms of if FHA is better for you. Um, and yeah, this was good. This was good. Somebody said I started following you guys like a month ago. Thanks for the 411. Well, I appreciate, appreciate you. It. Welcome to our world. <laughs> All right. What else we got going on? I think I think that's it. Um, when, when are you coming back on? Uh, so when are we coming back on? Um, I don't know. Tomorrow. Well, you got a whole Valentine situation. So. No, nah, I actually don't. So, so I, I am going out to dinner, but I don't want to be stuck here and get in traffic. And then like I, that, I'd be it'd be bad. It'd be a bad situation if I if I cannot get ready in time to make it dinner. So if we do go if we do film tomorrow, then it had to be earlier in the day. I can do it earlier in the day. I don't have no fucking plans. Yeah, so I, I need to be out of here by like. Well, I, I think I'm going out with Baby Boss tomorrow. That's my Valentine, Baby Boss. 
Yeah, but what time? What's so? That's like six, seven o'clock. All right, so then I have to be out of here at like two ish. You have to be out of here at two. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because it takes me about an hour to get back to my crib. What time is your dinner? Uh, it is at six thirty, but um, it is in. I don't. Know, I can't even say where it's at. We're on live. Forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Say less. So no, no filming tomorrow. Basically. No, we could film. We should film tomorrow because um, we don't. We're kind of. We're kind of behind on some pre-recorded stuff. So we should definitely. So just do a live like two o'clock. I mean, we don't have to go live. We could just do pre-recorded. I'm not topic. coming here for pre-recorded. If we go live at two o'clock, is anybody going to be on here? I'm not coming. I don't think we should do a live at two o'clock. We just don't film tomorrow. Enjoy your Valentine's Day. I'm not going to enjoy it because there's going to be something to do. There's always work to be done. <laughs> I'm burying That's myself. That's what I'm saying. I'd rather I'm, just like I'm get gonna... stuff done during the day and then go to dinner later. But I, I still feel like we should film. We got to do we got to do some content. Bro, I'm not coming here to do no pre-recorded nothing. So you uh, only want to do lives? Yeah, I don't want to be bothered with that. Like, I, I'd rather not even come here. If we're going to do it at 2 o'clock, no, like, I'd rather just not even do it. I'd rather just, like, be in my own emotions. See, now you get me sad, bro. Like, like this guy over here all emotional. Like, I'd rather be in my own shit. Shannon. And call it a day. Shannon, where you at, Shannon? You, you hear this? That's Shannon. Yo, you stupid. Yo, this guy's crazy. So I'd rather be in my own shit and call it a day. Man. Until it's time to go get baby boss. Even my my daughter, my oldest one, she told me she's going to be with her boyfriend. I'm like, what the fuck, man? It sucks. Yeah, I mean, you know, I'd be like that sometimes, man. It is you what it mean? is. Me and baby boss will have a good day. A good day. No, nah, that, that's, you know, spending time with your daughter is definitely. That's most important. That, that'll, that'll. By by I oh like it'll take over anything. So Yeah, so Wednesday, so Wednesday I'm we're not doing a live. We we're filming rants and gems. Yeah, we do pre recorded for that. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I'm not doing a live. I got a webinar that night. That's when the webinar starts. That's day one. So I gotta really I actually gotta I actually gonna spend tomorrow preparing my lessons for these webinars. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not coming here just to do a tool pre recorded, like or even go live. If we was doing a four o'clock and get out of here at five o'clock or at least a like, then I would probably say, all right, I can have all still all day, like five, six hours to work on my stuff. But other than that, nah, I'm not doing that. I'd rather just sit home, work on my stuff, bury myself in that, do a dope-ass presentation, get it over to Brie so she can do what she do on her end and call it a day and then go get baby boss. Go get, go get my girl some flowers. Call it a day. <laughs> you should, Bro, you should, man. you should record that. You should, uh, you should record that and put it on your. That'd be it. That'd be a good. See, I, I think about stuff like that. Nah, bro, you choosing violence right now. How much is in violence? What if you, you and your daughter on Valentine's Day? That's that. Honestly, you would get a lot of love for that. If you have, if you have a post, um, kind of basically showing that you're taking your daughter out on Valentine's Day. I think that would be a good uh, content idea, but you ain't going to do it because you're not, you're not going to do it. Okay. <laughs> it is what it is. 
Um, so yeah, I guess we'll be going live on Thursday then. Yeah. Sounds about right. I got a webinar on Thursday at seven, so we're gonna have a hard stop at like five o'clock on Thursday, but yeah, pretty much. Okay. Thursday, Friday. Which is Thursday. Nah, Friday, I'm not doing no live. I don't wanna be bothered. Less something unless I feel like it, but I don't I don't think I'm gonna be bothered. Okay. They get Monday and Thursday. That's all you need. So we're going from three days now to two? No, we'll do three days, but it's usually Monday, Tuesday, and like a Thursday or something like that, or Friday, but like we, we it's Valentine's Day, so like we're not filming tomorrow. We got Rancid Gyms on Wednesday. We're not going to shoot live. I got the webinars Wednesdays and Thursday. Yeah, so it's a busy week. So busy it's a busy week. week. Like the webinar is very important. I got to make sure that I'm giving the information to the people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, somebody said, nah, bro, key, personal, personal. Nah, 100%. Someone said what? Everything ain't for show. That's a fact, but, you know, I mean, he's human. So, I mean, there's <laughs> nothing wrong with putting out, you know, certain things. Um, people know he has a daughter, so. Nah, I probably, I probably won't put Baby Plus out there. I don't know. It depends on how I feel. You don't have to. I'm just saying, if it depends. I mean, look, even Mike got a whole... He got a whole Instagram for his child. <laughs> I got one for Baby Boss, too. Oh, you do? Yeah, I just don't post on it. She's mad at me. She wants access to it. I'm like, no, because you're going to post foolishness. Yeah, but she, at least she'll post on it. Nah, she 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 doesn't have no... Um, do they make child-like uh, protection for IG? I don't know, but that's why that's, I, uh, yeah, that's I don't little, even like posting my sus. kids because the, the people are running up on them now. Like, I don't even like doing it. Yeah. All right. Um, so, yeah, I guess so. Uh, so, Thursday it is. I mean, yeah, Thursday. Um, Thursday it is. Thursday it is. All right, make sure y'all like the video. Uh, like the video, like, like, like. Go to mgbookstore.com. Also hit that bell, notifications. Go to mgbookstore.com, pick up the books. We got the webinar for real estate professionals, new real estate professionals in the process of getting your license. Loan officers, realtors, wholesalers, we're talking about investing. Working with investors, we're talking about social media, marketing, and branding. Um, it's going to be great. Get the VIP. It's only $97, or you can do just day one, which is the free. You don't have access to the content, so if you don't watch it live, if you register for free, and if you don't watch it live while it's going on from 7 to 9 p.m., you won't be able to see it again unless you get the VIP, where you have lifetime access to the content. All right? And you get the ebooks and everything like that. So that's all I got. Y'all have a good night. I'm out of here. Peace.